passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. You found us live on the Post Wrestling YouTube channel on postwrestling.com or whatever podcast app you are choosing to use. I'm sorry, I stole your... YouTube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, everyone. That's right. We're live right now. It's a Sunday night. A rare Sunday night, it seems, in the world of NXT, at least. I love it. I much prefer PLEs on a Sunday to a Saturday. We don't usually get the NXT PLEs on a Sunday. It's rare form. Saturday, it's like, ah, got to find cover for work or record in the morning. It's lovely. Had a nice uh, shawarma bowl and just watched NXT. It was delightful. Yeah, we had a great old Sunday evening watching some wrestling. So... Happy Vengeance Day to all those who celebrate. We're going to chat all about NXT and the PLE from tonight from Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was a nice time in Clarksville uh, tonight here. For some people, it was. For some people, like maybe Trick Williams, it wasn't so so nice. Not, not such a good evening for old Tricky. As uh, we'll get into. But yes, hello anyone in the YouTube chat. Uh, super chats are always welcome here on the Post Wrestling YouTube feed. And uh, hello, uh, NXT friends. We're here to chat about NXT. We're live right now. We go live on this very feed, actually, every Tuesday night here with Up Next. So catch us this Tuesday. We will be talking about the fallout from Vengeance Day. We usually go live on Sundays over on our Poison Rana feed. So go give us a follow, a subscribe over there. We'll be back next Sunday somehow, some way to talk about everything going on, whether it's some AEW. We might chat at the very end here because we didn't go live today. So... There's obviously some other stuff in the world of wrestling going on, like Cody Rhodes not finishing the story. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, do we wait to talk about this or do we just kind of give some initial thoughts? I mean, this seems to be flooding the Internet wrestling community. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very strange. Like a lot of a lot of things happening in WWE right now. Um, A lot. Obviously, we've got this this. Uh, lawsuit which is going on which is uh, certainly changing the way the company looks like Vince McMahon is out Um, it looks like there's now potentially a federal investigation I believe Um, Janelle Grant's lawyer has been encouraging uh, other victims to step forward and and speak out and she said like her inbox is full so it's 
certainly not the end of uh, end of all that. And uh, wonder if we'll see any more exits from the company or, or changes in the way it looks. But um, yeah, so obviously, like uh, that is a very serious thing going on right now. Yeah, other allegations possibly coming out could could mm. definitely like be more like damning to Vince McMahon and the name and a lot of the like. In in rare instances, I'm seeing people still being like, oh, you know, whatever happened to, like, you know, innocent until proven guilty. It's like, this guy, like, has a lot of things added on to him. Mm. It's not like just, you know, one tiny little thing. There's, there's, there's so much, like, dirt on this guy that reading that thing and, and looking back at through so much from that Wall Street Journal post and the whole like case and what's unfolding day to day what seems like that is like come on like there this guy seems a bit sleazy years before any of this came out and now it's just like the chickens are coming home to roost or whatever and and like the seven million dollar lawsuit nda that we might not ever so so many NDAs exactly and like ndas seem like they were the the hot thing oh you get one you know you get Mm -hmm. one it's like wow it's it's crazy. So in only what seems like one month of 2024, like wrestling news and everything, every day, it's crazy. Yeah, and I, and I, I strongly encourage everyone to listen to uh, Kate from Montreal on uh, Collision Course uh, last week, chatting to John Ceno, uh, her, giving her thoughts. I listened to Karen Peterson uh, this morning, actually, with WH Park on uh, Post Perez, giving her thoughts. And yeah, just a time to remember to like listen to these people as Karen Karen so brilliantly put it it's like people have been saying this shit for years and women in particular have been talking about you know cleaning up the business and stuff and it hasn't been happening so now is the time to hopefully have it happen and all of us as wrestling fans should want a better WWE a better life for these performers and employees of these companies absolutely and it just so happens we're going into WrestleMania period and a week ago on this show talking about the Rumble and everything we thought we kind of had an idea of where things were going obviously Brock Lesnar who's involved with a lot of the allegations is seems to be completely out of plans now we then learn about Punk's injury and then on Smackdown The Rock comes back and uh, Cody saying "I, I will fight you but not at WrestleMania and I think you can actually pinpoint the moment his his heart breaks. In yeah, that I mean, The Rock comes out and basically cucks Cody Rhodes on in front of well, a whole I mean, audience live on TV. But it's how like Cody cucked himself here, like he was. Yeah, I don't know. It, kayfabe wise, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I have been, like Seth put brought up some brilliant points, and then Roman comes out and goes, "Yeah, that title's trash. I beat everyone who competed it completely." Uh, buried the title which which i said on tuesday's nxt i thought they did a pretty good job of trying to make it seem prestigious right and then cody being like yeah i want everything that is finishing the story but not at wrestlemania i've been talking to some legends and basically this guy told me not to do it and he'll fight you because he wants you instead it's it's very odd but obviously they feel they need the the star power for it with certain people out a punk out a a brock out but we're now seeing i mean we've got a super chat right now from brian mack in the room saying hashtag we want cody but we're seeing actual performers 
uh, Ricochet, etc., <laughs> tweeting this out. So is this all a a work? A Cody movement. Yeah. Right. Are they trying to do a sort of Daniel Bryan 2014 kind of thing? What are they doing? WrestleMania 40 with every, with a McMahon in every corner. Oh, wait, we're not doing it that way. Yeah. We're doing... Uh, like what? What the hell is going on? It seems like it's in a, in day to day. People are just going mad. Like because you wouldn't. Uh, okay, Punk got hurt in that match, but when booking the match, they didn't know that was going to happen. If you were going the rope route with Rock facing Roman, you'd have had Punk win the win the Rumble, wouldn't you? Or yeah. even if it was still up in the air, is Rock going to do this or not? I think you go with Punk because you know Punk and Seth is the match you're doing. And then you can have Cody by Elimination Chamber. You've figured out, okay, are we having Rock or not? Right. And so that seems all very odd. And then um, The Rock also saying in that Pat McAfee interview, like, you know, I uh, we were going to do it last year, but I wanted to, like, tell the story right. How is just yeah, coming out right and being like, Cody, I'm taking your spot. How is that a story? Like, we know, obviously, the, the family connections and head of the table. There's not a whole lot you need to do. Right. But that's all very odd. Um, There's so many ways to look at it. Like, uh, you think when when The Rock beat Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan gave him the torch, right? Mm. And it feels like The Rock now has really took that torch and is running with it. Like, doing all these interviews, people calling him out on a lot of bullshit that he spews. He's definitely, like, turned... A lot of people, not as many people went and saw Black Adam as mm. as maybe he thought they were going to see him. And he really just was upset about that movie. And it's caused this whole chain reaction because now it's like, oh, actually, I'll do WrestleMania this year. Of course, you would take The Rock if he offers to wrestle again, because like money wise and like doesn't storyline, whatever, like so many more people are going to want to watch that match. There's so many people that dug up The Rock's Twitter from 2011 when he went off on CM Punk from Punk calling him out yeah. back in 2011 saying, hey, Punk, The Rock's in the main event of WrestleMania because I'll draw more money than you ever will in your entire mm-hmm. life. And kind of is valid over t- like 10 something years ago where it's like, yeah, The Rock versus Roman Reigns, that is the big match. Would it have been a fucking huge match last year in Hollywood? Probably. I th- Probably would have made more sense. I think even uh, a month ago, like, I think people would have been more accepting yeah. of it. You know, uh, I, I'm, I mentioned not so long ago on the show, I'd happily see Rock versus Roman. Like, spectacle, that's huge. Get to see a, a Rock match. Will the match be good? No. No, Fuck no. will the spectacle be, <laughs> will it feel big? Like, yeah. And that's kind of part of what WrestleMania is about. I just think how how it happened just after the rumble is very odd and obviously there's a lot of changes going on in the company um like part of me and again like as we stress like we're not journalists we're just people who enjoy wrestling and and talk about it but it's it's very interesting you're hearing like you know the rocks on the board the rock is bringing in brian gwartz to be his like uh writer he he was always his writer in wwe back in the day he was one of the sort of head writers there and now he's bringing him back in to kind of write his segments like is this potentially testing the waters if a paul Levesque needs to go right. if they clean house yeah. where you now have triple h is in that role at the moment where yes he does have a a corporate job in the company and has for a long time 
but he's also a familiar face to people. Oh, it's Triple H. The Rock has that presence on the board and seeing how like active he's been in the last week and having a a ready-made creative to walk in to that spot. I don't know. It's just these lawsuits are bad and I people aren't going to come out of it looking well and yeah, yeah. at the end of the day the 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 feds don't care who's main eventing WrestleMania or if someone's been booking TV well in the last year like like things could change. If so people got to go and they got to go. Sort yeah. of, you know, The Rock is our first step of cleaning up this company, like a new face. Everyone knows who The Rock is. Okay, people didn't like Black Adam, but a lot of people still kind of like <laughs> Tooth The Fairy Rock. Tooth Fairy sucked too, but... You know, yeah, no. like... Um, He's made some good ones. I don't know. Or we're also... I saw uh, Solomonster, Jason Solomon, tweet out, we've got this press conference coming up on Thursday. That's right. In Vegas. Could this be to announce... Next year's... Next year, WrestleMania in Vegas... With Rock v. Roman. Okay. Okay. Perhaps. You know? But then Cody was like, but I'm not finishing the story at WrestleMania. Okay. So you're saying let it play out? Let it play out, maybe. Like, okay. the fact that, that right, uh, right. you know, talent are getting involved with the We Want Cody. Right, right. And stuff. Is this all a big thing to babyface him any even more? Could it be, like, the way they just, like, devalued this second title in the last week is bizarre. So Cody v. Be, Seth v. Roman. Could we have some sort of unification match? Okay, it's very soon oh after God. the we inception just got of this. this title. And you're talking about, at this point, about five titles going to be part of this Jeez. thing. But if Roman's dropping the title, do we need to? Right. We know a Cody Rhodes would work a Raw and SmackDown if he needs to. You know, like, yeah. he's going to be fly, like doing everything with that thing. Do you need two titles again? I, I would say... One world title and your icy That's, title, which has yeah, I mean, prestige. This title works enough. Like, there's there's a few ways. Yeah, I mean, are you are we gonna get the Rock wrestle this year? I, I mean, it sounds that way. It's WrestleMania 40 and anniversary. The Rock just being given the name The Rock. He owns it. He wants to. I feel like he's wrestling this year, but maybe you're onto something that actually no, it's it's in a little while. It's later on. He doesn't want that title. He wants the title head of the table that's like the, the story going down the line and yeah we do but Cody just like the the rock is the Cody cucker because he was like yeah. oh thank you thank you now get the fuck out of the ring it, very, <laughs> it like, was one of the weirdest how segments how handled it yeah. was it was like bizarre. so crazy and and again I'm, I'm stressing that the, the internet wrestling community isn't the be all end all of the community you know same with when you watch movies and Rotten Tomatoes doesn't necessarily determine what is a good movie and what isn't but most of the time you look at a general consensus. I have not seen like anyone, even people who who like us are like, you know, The Rock and Roman makes a lot of sense. It's a big money match. But what the fuck are you doing? What the hell are you doing? This it's, story is like right okay, there. Okay, we're, we're having Raw tomorrow. Uh, I know they've announced a um, a Cody Nakamura bull rope match, which sounds pretty fun. Like Cody is one of the best talkers and is if you're going to trust anyone to make sort of sense out of this, you know, if he says, yeah, I've got my story to finish, but, you know, grip, tie in The Rock with Dusty Rhodes and all that, and The Rock what needs to have this this Sorry. one match with Roman beforehand. I'm sure Cody could spin it well, but what they did on SmackDown just made him seem like, thanks for keeping my seat warm. Now, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, boy, the big boys are playing now. Get out of here. Which, I mean, are they just waiting to break 
the Hogan record and we just do it next year. It And the thing is as well, like Cody's been avoiding this world title. He's been on the same yeah. brand as it. He beat Seth three times. He, at any point, could yeah, have been like, yeah. Seth, I'm coming for that. He's shown he has zero interest in it. It's the cuck title years. anyways. It's and the, now... Uh, it's the chair now, in the whole time. Is that going to be the match? Which, I, I mean, I loved their first three matches, but yeah. we have seen it. Um, it's just like a week ago... It all seemed so good a week ago, a week and some change, where everyone was like, wow, this WrestleMania could be the, the, the biggest, the craziest one. And then with day by day, it's, it's whittling down. I really think the way that would satisfy everything, but it is that line, but not at WrestleMania, right. that just yeah. is sticking with me. Because the way to satisfy everyone is you do, like, Cody v. Seth opens night one. And Rock Roman closes night one. Right. And then the winners face each other, face each other yeah. for winner takes Book all it. night two. You know, like like Vengeance. Book vengeance it. 2001. Shout out Vengeance. Vengeance Day. Yeah. That's right, yeah. With like the the Gold Rush sort of tournament. Okay, so book that. Let's do that. That but makes sense. That, they won't do that, but yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gunther nope. versus Okada and... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okada's showing up in NXT as we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, I've just... I've seen The Rock post on social media and he's like, oh, thanks for all the, the love and support out there. And like all the comments on his posts are like, we want Cody and screw you. Go back to making movies and this and that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. what happened? This guy is like America's sweetheart, The Rock. Like at one point we were going to all vote for this guy for president just because he's The Rock. But like now it's like, no, no, no. We really fucking hated Black Adam. And just think. <laughs> it really sucked. If you had... Cody win the title last, last year. year. You could have... And I, I wasn't as mad as everyone. I, I'm always in the let it play out camp, even yeah. if it is years. You're letting years. it play out. Yeah, I'm still um, in Cody leaving AEW's a work. But <laughs> <laughs> let it play out. <laughs> CM Punk's the devil. Yeah. CM Punk's the devil. Let it play out. Let it Fake play out. Injuries. <laughs> it's all work. Yeah. Don't get um, worked, guys. <laughs> but if you had Cody win the title last year, you could have done all the same feuds Cody had. Cody v. Brock, except for the, the universal title. Right. Right down to, okay, people might move brands a bit, but right down to the Nakamura feuds. Every, everything Cody's done in this last year could have been for the title. And then you can do Rock v. Roman this year. It doesn't need the title. Yeah. If it's for the title, there's no doubt that Roman's winning it because they ain't putting the title on the Rock. Yeah. Although, who fucking knows? Yeah, who knows? That, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very strange and it's... It, like, I get the feeling, like, three weeks ago, they probably had pretty secure plans in place with what WrestleMania was going to be. Yeah. And now I think it's all up in the air. And it's it could be anything at this point. Wow. It's madness. It's chaos. It's crazy. But, I mean, uh, we'll see. I'm sure WrestleMania will still be good. I, I'm not like, oh, wow, Roman Rock, that's awful. Like, yeah, the match won't be good, but the whole thing... Is good for business. It feels sure, but... like Cody needs to win it at a WrestleMania. Yeah. Like winning it at SummerSlam or whatever just doesn't feel the same. So I th- I think part of it as well, disappointment is pe- in people is like, does that mean we're, we're going to go through another year of this title reign? Yeah. Perhaps. The Hulk Hogan reign. But I'm with you. I'm, I'm okay with Roman Rock as well. I just... I kind of want to finish the story. Yeah. It's, what's weird about it for me is because over a week ago... When we were previewing the Rumble, we're we're selfish because we're going to WrestleMania, mm. and we're like, "Wow, you know, we never seen The Rock wrestle. 
we could potentially, you know, see maybe his last match ever. And that could be pretty cool for a WrestleMania 40. And then Cody wins the Rumble. And then we're like, wow, you know what? Fuck The Rock. Yeah. Team Cody. He threw Punk we out. Were, Fuck yeah. We were all yeah. watching it, waiting for number 30. Being and The then, Rock. Oh, oh, okay. I was wanting Rock or okay. Yeah, we, okay. yeah, yeah. Sami Zayn. And then Cody wins. And, and then like, we're like, okay, right, okay, we are finishing the story. And then Punk is like, also, I'm injured. Okay, that's fine. We got Cody finishing the story that's fucking epic it's gonna be awesome and then anyways here's my pal Dwayne oh sorry The Rock and he's uh, he, he can have my spot mm. almost. that's what it almost sounded like I won the rumble I beat 30 guys Rock you can just you have can it. have it yeah please I, 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 I can finish the story any other time but you're back now so mm. yeah I don't know how they can turn it if this is not all some sort of an elaborate Cody movement gimmick angle or they do turn it around like i don't know they're gonna get a lot of hate but it'll go away i don't, I don't know but yeah i'm not as mad as most people are but the internet went absolutely bonkers and still are they showed up a graphic some people in the in the chat right now um are saying that when they showed the graphic of the rock mm. the, the crowd booed interesting so like people are just like jumping on board of this like we yeah. fucking hate the rock well we'll see how it plays out tomorrow let it play out the rankings can always change yeah uh, maybe shall we get into NXT and talk about some other things yes. after? Yeah, we'll chat a little bit more about everything else going on after we and go through. got our plugs at the end. Maybe. Absolutely. Always got the plugs. But let's chat about some NXT Vengeance Day 2024. We're in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, earlier today, WrestleTix said that there was a distributed amount of 3,685. So I'd say there was give or take around that many people here in Clarksville? Yeah, like it it looked like the sort of upper sections was tarped off, but I thought the crowd sounded pretty good on this show and and seemed to know uh like who everyone was, big what that trick chance throughout the yeah. show and that kind of thing. This is at the FNM Bank Arena here in Clarksville. We kick off with a promo video talking kind of mixing in the Valentine's Day slash Vengeance Day. I'm glad we didn't hear any more happy birthday. Slow down. That I'm glad true, we yes. moved away from, from that kind of stuff. But uh, earlier in the day, we saw that Booker T on social media was saying that he won't be here. He's going through, I think he was going through some doctor a stuff. medical procedure. Yeah, so I think for tonight and possibly this week and maybe a few weeks, but then he will be back and everything's okay. So rest assured. So uh, pretty bummed, especially when Trick is in two matches on know, a PLE. Yeah. He's almost like... It felt like, part of the you game. know when you watch uh, like... Nakamura's debut and no one's singing his song because no one knows it. It felt like this. What right. that trick just sounded empty. Right. We had Wade try his best. Though. Oh yeah, boy, did we ever! But we kick off Vengeance Day with our opening match, the finals of the Dusty Classic, the tag team tournament. And we, well, I can kind of go through. We only had eight different teams in here. We had Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker beating Gallus. And also beating Axiom and Nathan Frazier. They beat Hank and Tank, which leads us to Corbin and Braun, the Wolf Dogs. Wolf Dogs. Or the A-Holes, as we call them here. Uh, they're going up against the team of the Trick Mellow Gang, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, who beat the LWO, who th- beat Chase U, but Carmelo and Trick also beat Idris and Malik to get to this here in the tournament. And we kick things off here. Uh, you mentioned as Trick comes out, we get the the weird mashup of themes here. Like 
I could do a better job than this. You're just playing the it's two different It's just like themes. fading in and out. It's yeah. terrible. As a as somewhat of a producer, I could you could take the like lyrics from Mellows and put it over the beat of Trick, which would sound pretty cool. Yeah. You like, but yeah, uh, Wade Barrett with the ad lib here. They realize Vic realizes, oh man, Trick, you know, Trick's coming out, but book's not here. It's not going to be the same. And Vic's like, don't worry, I got this, and does his best Trick Williams whoop that Trick as the crowd go, and he goes what. Yes. And I believe he says, Shamona. <laughs> it's got a huge pop. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely look up that here. Uh, and then Vic is like, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, oh, what? I'm, I'm feeling the, the magic here for, for Big Trick. So Wolf Dogs versus Trick Mellow Gang kicks things off. The, cro- the, the crowd here is just super hot for both teams, I might add. The, oh, yeah. The most reaction... Uh, Baron Corbin's ever got. Oh, I didn't go over their entrance uh, oh, with the motorcycles. Motorbikes. Out comes Baron Corbin wearing a cape? A like a Jedi robe? It was like, yeah, a Jedi's robe, like a, a monk's hood. Like Baron Corbin coming out like a monk. I didn't get it. Why? What on a it motorcycle. Had to do with, he just found Joe Gacy's druid's gear from a couple of years ago kicking around. It was like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it looked like a potato sack. And like, at least Bron should have worn one as well. So then Braun comes out wearing, like, classic Steiner, like, singlet. He's just in his singlet, yeah. And he's also on a motorcycle. And then they, they don't really ride the motorcycles. What but. happened? Because Undertaker used to, like, bomb this thing around the ring. Oh, yeah. And when he came back to NXT not so long ago. Yeah. Came back to NXT. Was in NXT for a night. <laughs> you mean to show up, yeah. He walked his bike around. Corbin's, like, walking... It looks. It just looks easier to walk. Yeah. To be honest, it's not that impressive actually no. when Corbin does <laughs> like, it. Yeah. Drive it. Yeah, yeah. You you did all the work for these guys to get it here. You could at least like. Part of me thinks it. he's like backstage, like found a little like box full of costumes, and he's like, <laughs> "Bron, look at this. I'm wearing this hood. And, like fucking around." And then the music hits, and he gets on the bike, and he's on the stage, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm still wearing the the, the monk's, monk's outfit." Hood, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. Like they could have been wearing the wolf heads. Yeah, like the dog heads, right? Yeah. Again, because they did it. Or like last a wolf week. head on their bike or something. A wolf monk mm. costume, but yeah, the wolf dogs come out here. And another thing, I mean, if they don't fucking make wolf dog T-shirts, we will. Because I'm <laughs> waiting for them to do it, and I'm like, you're not doing it. So like, guys, yeah, you got until Tuesday. You guys. got till <laughs> after Tuesday. If you do not have NXT Wolf game. Dogs, I'm sorry. It's it's Steamboat Willie, guys. We're, <laughs> we're we're doing it. So. Uh, yeah, or they're going to call them the a-holes. I'm not sure, but the Wolf Dogs do it. I'll check me. trademarks now. I did like the video they posted earlier on NXT social media of them arriving at the arena. On Tombstone? And they right? got like, yeah, this is the fit, dog. They got the black cowboy hats, the black leather jackets, black on black. Yeah, this on the motorbike. Yeah, look yeah. Cool. A fucking <laughs> yeah. brown dollar yeah. store cost- Halloween costume. Man. Anyways, Trick and Mellow versus Braun and Corbin. Uh, Braun gets the best of Mellow as they kick things off. Trick tags in, and then Braun kind of schools him a bit too. But then Mellow and Trick send them both to the outside, and then they're like in control, and Trick is back in on Corbin. There's a neck breaker for a near fall. Corbin hits the AA for a near fall, but uh, eventually eats this clothesline from Trick. 
Um, Braun is in, and he's on fire like a wrecking ball. He does this crazy move. We've been seeing him do this lately. The back suplex into the cutter. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, man. Especially on someone like Mello, who sells it like perfectly. Mm. Like it's, it, it's basically a finisher. I don't know how this isn't a finisher, but it looks awesome. Uh, Braun then runs the ropes, and as he's doing this, a very scary moment in this match. We've seen this recently in the last few months with Nathan, Nathan Frazier. Frazier. yeah. But Braun Breaker running the ropes, his head snaps back underneath the ropes, underneath the top third rope, and then like almost like in a whiplash, his face hits the rope. And he he runs these ropes so fast. He's like, like a freight Nathan train. Fraser, but yeah. this guy is so much bigger. So the weight that his body and momentum is throwing these ropes against his neck, this was generally terrifying. Like this could have gone so so wrong and 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 all the power to wade barrett jumping in here on commentary and making me laugh earlier but right away wade barrett was like whoa that could have decapitated him it's Honestly, like yeah it's, it looks very I scary mean, i i always think not like that, that when i see these rope spots uh like with the the derby getting thrown into the ropes recently when it the similar sort of thing happened to nathan fraser um there's been a couple of times i remember like you know enzo had a pretty bad accident against Ford Villains, oh, yeah, where his yeah. neck like just snapped against the the ropes, and you had in the 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 guy who died facing Rey Mysterio, yeah, uh, from a rope injury. Like it's it's pretty dangerous. He looked like his face was Damaged. bloodied up from this, but he seemed to be working okay for the rest of the match. Did but he ever? He just went. <laughs> you and I were like, oh, is everything okay? Because that was scary, and it looks like Mello's kind of. Kind of waiting, like, yeah. are we good? And Mello Ron was more Ron scared. Like, I'm continuing. Yeah, Mello's the one who had, like, costed the spot. Not costed the spot, but, like, Braun was like, anyways, I got to get back to I'm doing my spot. I was like, yeah. what? How did you just no-sell that? You look like that really hurt. I mean, it's something where you imagine, um, like, the amount he's built up muscle-wise must yeah, protect I hope him. he's okay. I know when that frog splash from Van Damme onto Triple H's throat. Right. The doctors basically said to him, if you weren't so like big and muscly, like that could have been fatal. Yeah. But you've got so much neck muscle. It was very scary. And and I was so happy that he was like able to just continue the match. Like nothing happened. So what a beast is Braun Breaker. So this continues. He hits clotheslines on Mello here. Uh, He's then uh, back in and he tags in Corbin, Corbin does a pop-up, and Braun catches in Mello with the power slam for a near fall. This looked pretty great. Trick is in, and he's hitting a bunch of clotheslines. He does a kip-up, but then tweaks his knee a little bit. This might be a story later on. Eventually, Mello's in with a code breaker for a two-count. Braun lifts up Mello and throws him into Trick for a near fall. And then Braun throws Corbin over the ropes to the outside. The best thing Baron Corbin has ever done here is Braun Breaker throwing him over the ropes to basically land on both of Trick and Mello here and then not to be outdone by Braun who then climbs the turnbuckle and hits basically a swanton bomb to the outside to both of the guys as well this guy can do literally everything Trick then is in the ring and it looks like Braun is setting up for the spear but Mello shoves Trick out of the way and Braun spears Mello one two three the wolf dogs are your Dusty Cup 2024 winners as as Mello pretty much took the bullet for for Trick in this match. It it kind of was a bit of a weird ending because it was supposed to be Mello shoving Trick, but he shoved him kind of. He didn't really shove him. He just moved into the way. It was like his momentum took him out of the ring. Because Trick just, yeah, Trick pretended as if he got hit and just kind of went, ah, and then 
could it? Oh, I can't make the yeah. the, the thing. But either way, uh, the Wolf Dogs win the match. Yeah, th- this was one of my favorite matches on the show. Uh, I I'm loving the Wolf Dogs. Like this NXT <laughs> run for Corbin has done more for him than I think six years or however long it was on the main roster ever did. Yeah, I think this app really works. I think seeing big guys do do like the big high flying stuff like Bron doing the swanton to the outside throwing Corbin over the top rope all that stuff just makes him so fun to watch and they're kind of like heel jock-esque goofy comedy is really working um, you set up some nice things for later they they did a bit of a, a knee tweak yeah. with Trick which I liked it wasn't over the top it wasn't like he was coming out of the match, you know, with a stretcher job or anything. But it was a little detail they added to this match, which would play out later in the night. Um, and, yeah, making Trick and Mello seem on the same page at this point. I think also the... We were talking the other day about bringing these people up to main roster before Mania seems a bit weird. And the more I think of it, I think it's a great idea. Because you can essentially promote that stand and deliver show on the main roster you know have your Bron Breakers your Carmelo Hayes doing double duty until then don't be on Wrestlemania don't have Bron challenging anyone at Wrestlemania but you build up for a big stand and deliver match and therefore people who are in town who are like oh well NXT tickets are cheap let's go to see that as well who aren't maybe familiar with the show know most of the cast anyway from Raw and Smackdown yeah, I mean, having the Wolf Dogs on SmackDown isn't a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> having them as a team, right? I mean, Corbin wasn't doing jack all, so that's why they brought him down here in the first place. And I, I do see big things post-Mania for Braun Breaker. I've been raving about him every week, every time we do a show. But like now I'm like, whoa, you actually tick off like every box. Your promos have super evolved. You're actually found like your character. It's Kurt Angle. Yeah. It's basically that. I'm... Uh, except a, meaner. a bit meaner and a bit more like I guess more I haven't didn't see Kurt Angle like gorilla pressing dudes onto other ones no. like it's a bit bigger a bit more powerful kind of thing but he has like the wrestling ability and like the character of this jock-esque like bully who just I don't know I, I see this guy really taking off the next year I think you could WWE. do uh, if you have awesome truth beat Judgment Day at Mania for the titles these two could be great to just take them off them yeah. like, pretty much straight sure. away, even Raw after Mania, perhaps, and then have a couple of month run, do the breakup with these two, have Bron just destroy Corbin, and then he's to the races, you know, just plowing through people. But yeah, uh, I think it's a good idea, and if it is to kind of you know help cross promote each other and not integrating people on the main roster cold, but having that bit of bleed through, I think could work. I mean, so they win the Dusty Classic on Tuesday. Where they've been promoting now the celebration yeah. of Ron Breaker and, and Baron Corbin. But they also get a title shot here in NXT. So they can face the family soon. I would see that happening on Roadblock. Because I don't think the family versus these two feels big enough for Stan and No, no, I see it soon. So yeah. I see the Roadblock, uh, like event they've announced for one of the usa tuesday nights i think it's march 5th maybe 5th off the top of my head yeah um you could do that then and then have bigger challenges for bron and baron for for standard yeah yeah they're standing deliver team yeah march 5th tuesday march 5th so so 
yeah, I'd see them winning that there and then having a bigger match at Santa Deliver for a bigger team. Possibly. Yeah. There's a few teams in the wings in NXT, but possibly something there. But yeah, uh, I, I like this match and it definitely set up for what's to come later tonight with Trick Williams. But yeah, uh, I, I don't think maybe it got to like one of the best tag matches, but it definitely was a lot of fun and there was a lot of the stories. But the story coming out for me was, wow, Braun Breaker did like everything in this match, he was throwing his—he was throwing both Trick and Mello around like they were nothing. And Trick's a pretty big dude. And then on top of that, he was throwing around his own partner Corbin, who's also huge. So he he's, was great. He's great for those just explosive, like bursts of energy. Like yeah. obviously the hot tag, but his spot in the Rumble, which wasn't too long, but just came in, demolished everyone. You can imagine him in an elimination chamber being very. Goldberg 03, you know, just smashing through and taking everyone out. Yeah, he's like, very like He's that, great yeah. at those kind of things. But we've seen he can do good in, in like, 20-minute matches yeah. as well. So that's what kicked off here on Vengeance Day. We then go to, if you're watching this on WWE Network or Peacock, you're getting a bunch of ads like we get for, like, 10 minutes of just, like, Cora Jade. Yeah. Braun Breaker. I don't know if I prefer this or what, Greg Robinson sen- selling me pizza. Right. Is Oh, yeah. Is that his name? Craig Robinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see that a lot on... Well, we don't anymore mm. since we're network boys. But we go to our next match. A no-DQ match. Jack taking on Joe Gacy. For those keeping score at home, this match came about because this past Tuesday on NXT, Jack tried to murder Joe Gacy by throwing him off the roof. Yeah. Lucky. Luckily. For Joe Gacy, there was a giant dumpster full of garbage that he landed in, mm. thus saving his life. And Ava, the Rock's daughter, was so mad at Dijak that Dijak was like, oh, he survived? Well, actually, I want to match with him. And Gacy agreed to it. So that's what set this up. So, Yeah, giving Gacy a very, like, Mankind-esque character right now where he just... Whatever happens to him, he keeps getting up and wanting more. Kind yeah. of feeds off the pain. Yeah, very mankind. We've seen him go through some silly gimmicks here. He was he just got out of a cult, so he's yeah. going through some things. Mankind's probably the best gimmick he can have. It's less less yeah. less culty spooky and culty. Yeah, no druids again, mm. please. Uh, and then Dijak's character, uh, <laughs> Justice, uh, the film noir yeah, Justice yeah. Robert, tape recorder, Robert Patterson's Batman. I mean, this like, is Vengeance yeah. Day, so Dijak really does fit. I'm surprised he didn't do that bit on Tuesday. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his his thing is his entrance is he's black and white, mm. like like Tony Storm. Yeah, very very nice. So this match yeah, starts just, off just like Tony. Yeah, Storm, exactly. Dijak. Yeah, exactly. They start off, Dijak's got his big boss man nightstick, and Gacy laughs and pulls out his own nightstick. But yeah, this was like a baton one. A flick one. Whoa. This is what the police in the, in the UK use. We don't have guns, we just have this thing. <laughs> I'm being serious. You imagine, like, someone's like robbing a bank. Oi, you better stop robbing that bank. Oh, you can <laughs> shatter a bone with this thing. But like, what if they had guns? We don't have guns there. But like, what if the bad guys had guns? What are the what are the British cops going to no, do? There are no guns. <laughs> We're not having a gun debate on this show. <laughs> You're telling me Joe Gacy robbed some British cop for I, this? I think this. I think this would do more damage than uh, Dijak. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this you is can like be metal. more nimble with it. 
Right. They both look like <laughs> Harry Potter here with their fucking wands <laughs> as they're trying to fight. So they start brawling. It's a it's a firefight. They, they drop them both immediately. Yeah, they don't even use them here, really. Uh, Joe Gacy gains some control. He hits a tope early on here to Dijak. He gets out the trash cans and starts hitting him with that. He sits Dijak on a chair ringside and then like jumps off the, the steps and does a tope conhilo onto Dijak sitting, which was pretty cool, actually. Uh, Gacy comes in, gets a chair, gets some tables, and he sets up a table ringside and then goes under the ring and grabs this, like, box or something mm. and starts taking out little toy soldiers and starts placing them down on the table as if they're, like... It's funny. He starts putting like one at a time and then is like, this is going to take a long time. Ah. So just done so. <laughs> yes. But a bunch of small soldiers. Little toy soldiers. Good film. Toy soldiers? You mean small soldiers? Small soldiers, yeah. Small soldiers is a great movie. Yeah. Phil Hartman? Yeah. We've never reviewed that. Let's though. do it. It's such a bad, good movie. After Mania. After Mania. When we're, Remind yeah. us, we'll do small soldiers. I mean, Toy Soldiers is also a movie. I think toy with soldiers. Sam from Lord of the Rings. Okay. Could be wrong, but there, it's like a school and there's like an invasion. 1991. Yeah. It's, it's, okay, yeah. Sean Astin. And then Toy Soldiers, also the song. Eminem? Which, yeah, but that samples... Which samples... Kate... No. Kate Bush? Kate no. Beckinsale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think we're losing weight where we are. Yeah. Okay. So the Toy Soldiers are on the table and then Dijek stops... Gacy here and they continue to fight now back in the ring there's a trash can cross body there's a huge suplex a uranagi between the two of them from Gacy here uh, as Dijak tried to fight out of it Gacy tries to sorry it's Dijak who gains control and starts to climb up on the turnbuckle while Gacy's in the ring but Gacy gets up runs and shoves Dijak and he goes flying through the table with the toy soldiers yeah on. that was a good spot it was pretty far where this table yeah. was set up he had to reach for it, but yeah. he made it, and it made it look good. And I'm sure he landed on those toys. So you, I'm sure dads out there, parents out there can attest to oh, treading stepping on, on any of those like things. Like, Lego definitely is worse, mm. but these would like hurt as, as well. Uh, so Dijak goes through this table. This was pretty great. And then when they go back in the ring, there, there's a trash can in the ring. He hits a avalanche German suplex, which was supposed to go on the trash can, but sadly missed it just barely here but still look pretty good gacy comes back and grabs duct tape and then duct tapes around dijak's complete face like his eyes blocking him from seeing here and then gacy goes to like attack him but somehow dijak who can't see like shoot can't see i imagine he's duct taped well dijak's been preparing for this moment for a long time because he's been wearing dark sunglasses inside in, in, in his dark, dark rooms right. for a long time so He's been training himself. I mean, his bit vision. is feast your eyes. Yeah. So, and that's the movie hits because somehow he's able to grab Gacy. And even though he can't see, he gets him on his shoulders in the torture rack, hits the feast your eyes. But in doing so, like what he, he knocked out the, the ref. So he can't like see him or no, no, he, he hit feast your eyes, but couldn't see, see where, where he Gacy is. landed. So he was trying to pin it. And then he's trying he to see. Yeah, then he's like, fuck this and tries to rip off the duct tape, which eventually he did. But the crowd here in Clarksville are chanting, you can't see him. Yeah, good one. <laughs> they, they, we've heard that before. Uh, as Wade Barrett points out, he then gets the tape off and then wakes up, like basically revealing 
Gacy upside down in the turnbuckle, just smiling, very creepy uh, looking, very Bray Wyatt-esque mm-hmm. here. Uh, there's then a DDT onto a chair from Gacy and then a splash onto a chair for a near fall. Dijak comes back, though. He hits the Feast Your Eyes one more time, and this time, one, two, three, he pins Gacy, and Gacy's just laying there smiling like the end of... Batman, Jack Nicholson's Joker, just yep. smiling right. there as he's knocked out unconscious. Yeah, I, I thought there was some fun spots in this, uh, like the, the table spot and the the kind of uh, the duct tape around the eyes. But just feel, you know, it's a it's a WWE plunder match where uh, you're trying to promise us high levels of violence, and it just really isn't there. I, fi- I always find the, the trash can on the head and then hitting the trash can just goofy. Like, yeah. I don't think, like, it feels like the person's wearing armor with that trash can on. Right. Like, it doesn't do anything. I always find that a bit goofy. And, okay, you might be limited with the kind of weapons and stuff you can do, but I thought there was a way you could have had this, you know, kind of like Joe V. Hook we had the other week, which wasn't necessarily loads of weapons, but just violence with Dijak just beating the ever-living shit out of this guy and Gacy just keeps coming back for more it never got there and if anything it was a bit more comical rather than just serious blood feud violence so didn't really connect but I appreciated the couple of creative spots in there yeah uh, for what they had to work with I, I, I'm assuming they weren't allowed to do a lot of other stuff again Gacy with his history before WWE would do you know hardcore death matches Dijak we've seen in WWE do kind of mm. violence and weapons and stuff but you pointed out that earlier this week just a few days ago uh, when they showed the graphic they had they just happened to have the PG-13 logo yeah. appear on the screen and Dijak screen capped that and tweeted TV PG my ass. Good luck with that shit. Yeah, it was TV pet. It was PG thirteen. <laughs> the guy took out toy soldiers. Yeah, and put them on a table. Yeah. So Home Alone. You <laughs> know. Yeah. So yeah, it it could have been a lot better, but I, I it was it was still pretty entertaining. So uh, it lived up to what I guess I expected it to be. Maybe even a bit more, but it it could have been a bit more violent. Yeah, more like our like I, I felt the the stuff. Uh, the, the match um, Dijak had with Wesley, which was Vengeance Day last year, I believe, felt more violent than this. You know, the one where he bent his finger. Like right, that was a year ago where his finger That was got, a year ago yeah. at Vengeance Day, and I don't think that was even a an ODQ match, and I remember it being feeling more violent than this. Like, I think Dijak's got a style that is good, and like, like at being that super violent bully, but it just it didn't really show here. Yeah. Uh, well, Gacy's just laying there in the ring. The camera is focusing on his smiling face. So, yeah, his character of crazy is continuing. I mean, at least I got to hear his theme song again. Love is Blind. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a banger still. It's pretty good. So, from that, we go to Chase You, the calendar. Yeah. So, Chase You was about to go out of business. They were about to close up shop. Because of Andre Chase's gambling. And JC Jane decided to gather all the Chase U students, at least just the women, and do a photo shoot for the Chase U calendar. And we see our first shot here. The lines are long. We see Chase U signing them personally for all these people in, in line here. And we see Thea and uh, JC and Jasmine here from the calendar. They're all signing calendars. 
and they're like, wow, I can't believe this. You can get your calendars here or you can get your calendars at wweshop.com or on WWE Shop Fanatics. And I mean, they won't say this on the show, but later, the, later on, as soon as this was announced, the calendars sold out on wweshop.com because I tried to go buy you one. Oh, yeah. But, but uh, they, they, they are completely Already sold, sold out. out. So they're on back. So backward. I guess the, the, the plan worked. We thought they were being a bit optimistic on Tuesday where they were, you know, acting a bit too early that they've saved the unions. You haven't even sold one calendar yet. Yeah. If anything, you're just, you're just more in the red because you've just purchased a, a bunch of calendars to print. And yeah. Promoting our events. We know printing ain't I, cheap. I just went to shopwwe.com and the first thing that pops up is the Rocks shirt. So, yeah. Uh, Finally, The Rock has come back to Birmingham. I don't know why that's the biggest Rock shirt. Well, that's sell. where he returned. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. That's SmackDown. <laughs> but where's this calendar? I'm trying to find it. It's not popping it's up. under NXT, I guess. I'm a little um, nervous. I hope... Uh, I know we had a couple of listeners there. Um, but I hope these... Uh, the girls in the calendar were actually selling in the stands. Yeah. I think that would have been a nice touch if you had... Look, it's not like any of these girls are huge stars no. yet. You could have absolutely had them, like you have at Access or whatever, but just in the merch stand, selling the calendars, signing it for people. I, I'm not going to call myself a uh, detective, but I was doing some digging mm-hmm. the other day, and I was looking up some of the Chase U people that were, in fact, going to save Chase U, including the one sitting here in this segment, Jasmine. Some, Jasmine Minx or something. Okay. Jasmine Allure, I think. I, I'm getting their names wrong. That's why I need the calendar yeah. to know who, who each person is who, yeah. every week on NXT. It'll be like, oh, that's so-and-so, right? Except that means you'll be saying who about one of them mm-hmm. until December. Right. Oh, is this for next year's calendar? <laughs> no, it's Wait, this year. Yeah, and then who, how am I going to know after? No, you won't know January because it's already gone. Right, yeah, that's right. Usually you put out calendars like Just before. before the year starts. And for 25 U.S.? But what I was going to... For a calendar starting in February? Come on. I mean, you know, so this, this they had Thea and JC and Jasmine Allure here, right? After doing some investigative work... Yes. Jasmine Allure, mm-hmm. featured here in the Chase You calendar, on social media, was posting very cute and cuddly photos with who I presume to be her boyfriend. And I thought, that guy looks pretty familiar. Why do I know that guy? Is he a wrestler? See in NXT? I'm not sure. So I clicked his profile. He's the bully from Squid Game The Challenge. <laughs> really? <laughs> the guy who The guy who is the bully. The bully goes out battleships, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that guy. Oh boy. So if you were wondering, oh I bet that guy I wonder how that guy's doing <laughs> in life. I think he's doing alright. Are we going to see him in the PC? I hope point? so. That was my favorite part of that show. Anyways, yeah, my detective work uh, only goes on Instagram, and that's it. Wow. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Worlds collide. Squid Game the Challenge. Maybe that's the link to getting more wrestlers on it next year. Squid Game so the Challenge? AW wrestlers lose in the first challenge. Yeah, so we they need- <laughs> have, what, blue pants? Yeah. I want to enter, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, buy the calendar if you mm. can. We go to our next match. It is a six-person tag. It is Out the Mud, OTM, and Jada Parker taking on the family, Tony, Tony Stacks, and Rizzo, who are the tag team champions, by the way. I felt like this video had a package longer than the main event video package. They just really had to get over the story of this 
It goes deep. Story. These two, they're fighting for the streets. You had uh, fighting for the you streets. Had Rizzo taken out in the in the restaurant, probably kidnappings. <laughs> whoa, 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 don't just assume that. That's how you uh, yeah. get in trouble here on the streets. Uh, the best part of this video was Rizzo. I mean, clearly she's putting on this accent, right? The mo- all three of them put on these heavy like Italian mobster accents. But Rizzo had me dying here with the part in this video package, which was my mother always taught me. Fool me once, I break your face. <laughs> Which I thought was she always good. does the smell the fart acting. Like, as well. huh, 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 yeah, exactly. So uh, out come the family, and then out come out the mud. Uh, I love Scripps OTM like baseball jersey or yeah, whatever jerseys they were wearing, but they also come out on motorcycles. They they come on <laughs> like just bicycles, but walk them. If you thought Baron Corbin walking them was bad, these guys look like they've never ridden these lowriders before like, in their life. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you meant to pedal? Yes. Okay. When you pedal these works. things, when when they got off them pretty early, the one guy knocked them over, and Scripps caught it from falling over, and it was like, it just looks <laughs> awkward. Like, just leave them backstage, guys. Like, yeah. they're just in the way. I mean, it's cool for an entrance. But is it? Is I'm it? trying to remember. We've seen Hunico uh, and Camacho. Hunico, Camacho, right? Did it? Yeah, that's right. They looked a bit nicer. There's some like shiny gold and red. I'm trying to think. It was yeah. But again, they walked it. Like ride these things, guys. Yeah. There's not. Can you imagine if room. Austin just like walked his ATV. Yeah, to the ring. He like, was. He would it. bomb that thing. One hundred percent. So OTM taking on the family here. We have uh, the family attack them from behind in the middle of the ring when their entrance is ending here. And that's what kicks things off here. We see Jada Parker rocking some Nikos Rico's gear. What, one leg? One leg. Yeah. The, like, Matt Cardona. Yeah. Zack Ryder. We get the butt attack in the corner on Rizzo for a near fall. Eventually, all three members of the family are in the ring, and they all grab one of the opponents, and they all are doing the the hockey punches, as I call them, because I'm Canadian. But they're they're mob they're punches. Them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the mob punches, I guess. Punching where you can't see the bruises. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so they're doing all these things, and then uh, Stax goes into the corner, and he starts getting beat on, and they keep tagging in and out. They hit a series of double team strikes onto Stax. They keep stopping him from trying to tag. They hit the, like, double torture rack drop kind of thing, almost like the Scott drop, for those who know what that is, for a near fall. Uh, There's then Tony, who makes the hot tag. Finally, he comes in hitting suplexes, the spine busters. Uh, Tony's about to hit the forget about it, but then Jada comes in the ring and slaps Tony, and he just goes, Rizzo! And when you call, when there needs to be, what is it, when you need to take care of Bizzo? You call Rizzo. Right. In she comes and takes on Jada. They start attacking each other. And then Stax gets thrown to like the outside from Tony. Rizzo then does a spot where she cross bodies everyone. Scripps gets punched yeah, at one point. Yeah, this is from like the top to the floor. And Vic Joseph is pointing out that she was a all-American long jumper. Wow. Has the, has the springs. Yeah, she, she jumped pretty high, taking out all of them. Scripps even gets caught in the middle of, the, middle, like, of a jumping move as well. Tony goes back in the ring. He hits the forget about it. And the family beat OTM here in just, like, ten, just over 10 minutes, 10 Ten eleven, as uh, Wiki says here, but yeah, OTM are back in the mud. Yeah, I thought th- I thought this dragged a bit while Stax was getting beaten down. You're you're building up to that hot tag, um, which I th- I think Tony's suplexes look great. They've really improved and like look so crisp, um, and his finisher especially looked really nice. I 
I'm enjoying the team of the family. I wonder if they're kind of if they're a a team you could move up after Mania because I I feel that they're the teams they've been feuding with haven't really because I I think the wrestling's there now for like Tony and Stacks. I think they they're really gelling nicely as a team, and I wouldn't want to see them split up this group. But I'm just not completely into OTM yet. They seem quite green, so. Uh, wasn't fully into this match. And I, I do think the the tag division feels a little depleted because once these guys move up and, you know, we know Baron and Braun aren't going to be in this in this for long because they'll be going back to the main roster. Mello and Trick have split. It's And then you've got your, like, Idris and Maliks and that level of people who are great but need to be elevated. So definitely feel we need some more tag teams here. But, uh yeah. Please see the family win. Yeah, uh, I, I'm happy that the family win. They beat them already, retaining the titles just recently. I yeah. think we can move away from these guys. I don't think OTM are quite at the level yet. They're still pretty new here to NXT to be featured in these PLEs yeah. and everything. Like, good for them. It, it, it wasn't a bad match by any means. There was some fun spots, and I think the crowd got into it in certain parts. But, yeah. There was a really funny spot where, because uh, Stax made the hot tag to Tony... And then Stax just like lay down on the apron recovering. Tony comes over to him, wakes him up, picks him up and just throws <laughs> yeah, him on yeah, top yeah. of everyone on the outside. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> They're pretty, pretty fun, fun, yeah. So uh, they, we don't really have teams here. So I, I assume Braun and Baron take the titles from these guys. I would think so, yeah. yeah. At Roadblock, you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, true. I just don't know who their challengers would be for Stand yeah. and Deliver, but we'll see down the line yeah because you can't really bring a main roster team down to fight another potentially main roster team yeah um you've got fraser and axiom and idris and malik unless you is there like a makeshift team you could do with some other people see anyone from uh, all japan uh, yeah uh, <laughs> cmll triple a yeah. tna tna right sean sean definitely tyv just coming back <laughs> oh my god yeah true that would be that would be pretty cool. Uh, we have a super chat from Jake from the Windy City who says, "How was it in the middle of NHL madness this weekend with uh, with what All Star weekend? Yeah, uh, all the stuff taking place like minutes from our apartment, and both of us uh, did not take place. But I saw that Edge, the Cope, Copeland hanging out with Murda Beats it was something I did not seem to see on a bingo card. But that was pretty- I saw him with Gretzky." Yeah, I saw yeah. that too. Yeah, is that Murder Beats? <laughs> yeah, that was his other nickname, right. the Great One, and also Murder Beats. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty busy in the city. It was a nice weekend, actually, weather-wise. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah the was. bar was pretty busy. We have a, also a super chat from versus Gary Coleman, who says Gary Coleman is waiting for Braden at Arby's for a fight. Okay. All right, all right. Super chats are welcome. Thank you for the super on the chats, chat. Guys. Yes, I'll always remember. Super chats are welcome here. Thank you. Forget about it. We go to Kiana James and Izzy Dame, a video package for these two. They're at the pool, the classic NXT pool that they always shoot, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just someone's like condo pool that they shoot yeah. at. And they're talking about business and their their eyes are on the women's championship match, meaning Roxanne and Lyra here tonight. So whoever wins, they're going to be paying attention to come, come NXT. We see Mello and Trick backstage and Mello is the one being checked on from losing their match earlier today. And he goes, don't worry, Trick. Focus, stay focused. You can beat Ilya. You know he's been messing with us this whole time, but you got this. Yeah, Mello, like completely in the past, he's been sort of like worried that 
you know, Trick isn't focusing on the dusty cup so much, but here he's like, look, we took an L, but you need to focus on this. This is the big one, and really being there for his his buddy. Yeah, or is he? Or is he? We go to our next match. Was this where, uh, or did they have another bit later on? I feel like they may have had another a bit between them, but uh, why? What? Because no, wait. Yeah, because uh, Mello goes. I know what you're going to say. You want to go out on your own, and Trick goes, "No, oh, right, sorry. I'm going to win the championship, and I need my brother there beside me." Yeah, so he's he, the, for the last like months, Trick has been not allowing Mello to be out mm. there, and now he's inviting him. So that definitely, uh, you know, ticked off. Not like basically uh, leaning into oh, Mello's there there's a reason for him to be ringside we go from that to the nxt women's championship match the champion lyra valkyria taking on roxanne perez we get a whole recap video of lyra becoming champion and then we have uh, roxanne who vic joseph brings up on commentary like hey she faced mako satamora and then fainted and then never won the title back was kind of weird that they were reminding the us of this terrible angle they did last year yeah where yeah so they semi vacated the type essentially vacated it from her put it in a ladder match and then roxanne was like no i'm fine i'm gonna wrestle and indy won it got got injured injured immediately and drafted her and moved to raw (laughs) it was very bizarre and it really i i do think roxanne has uh taken a knock since then i don't think she's been to the height she was when she was champion like they've kept her busy yeah, with yeah. little feuds you know with kiana and blair but really she i think she lost some popularity you didn't really get the the like the cheers she used to get like i wouldn't say she was being down but i don't think that whole thing did her any favors i have a better question whatever happened to mako satamora after that i have no idea she just Vanished. She did. We never saw her yeah, again. It was almost a year ago. She is someone who could be completely. She doesn't have many years left of her career. I can imagine. We need to get the most out of her. And yeah. she's just been like chilling on the shelf. Like I don't know. Yeah, very strange. It was pretty much that was her last match. I think. Yeah, um, about a year ago, or no? Yeah, something like that. Seventh yeah. of March. It's crazy. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Well, Roxanne taking on Lyra here. They tie up here. They're like counter for counter of different technical moves. Uh, there's then a, a bunch of different like near fall attempts. There's a springboard moonsault from Roxanne early on for a near fall. Lyra comes back with a beautiful looking standing vertical suplex. There's a leg trap German suplex for a near fall as well. Roxanne then hits the pop rocks, but as she, well, she didn't keep it for the pin, which was weird because mm. usually she does and then she wins the match, but she let go and then rolls to go pin her when music hits and it's the music of Lola Vice, who runs down with a referee. I don't know if she realized that there's also a referee in the match right now, but she runs out with a referee with her contract, the breakout tournament contract, and just as we suspected, she's cashing it in. She just didn't wait for the match to she finish. She did a Seth. Yeah. She cashed in during the match. I mean, she could have waited a little bit longer. Maybe she would have, would have maybe walked out with some gold. But she cashes in this contract. Therefore, this match is now a triple threat. Yes, just like Seth Rollins from that one WrestleMania. And now she's gaining some momentum. Tatum Paxley tries to stop her, actually, who's ringside for Lyra. And she's like, no, 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 you're not interfering here. And she just roundhouse kicks her and is like, nah, get out of my way. So she goes in, cashes in, and the match starts triple threat. She hits a roundhouse kick to uh, Roxanne and... 
Lyra though like stops her from pinning pinning her so the match continues Lyra hits a splash for a near fall there's a series of enzigiris all three of them are going at it there's a bunch of jumping kicks there's the hip attack in the corner from from Lola eventually Lyra or sorry is it Roxanne hits like a Russian leg sweep DDT combo mm. and then a tope to both of them back to back then there's Lyra who hits the bird bomb as we call it but they now call it the night wish night wish is that a bird is there it <laughs> The Nightwish? Is that a bird? It's a band. <laughs> Nightwish, yeah, yeah. That's that's like a band, yeah. Uh, anyways, that's the move now, the Samoan driver. But that's broken up. Uh, Lola tries to then get the pin, but then that's broken up as well. There's a huge spinning back elbow for a two count. The crowd bit on that. And then the Falcon kick, as I'm calling it, to, Roxanne, to Lola as Roxanne rolls her up, but that's broken up. There's then a Pop Rocks to... Ta- to sorry, ta- to... to Lyra, Lyra. And Lyra, and then Tatum gets in there and, and throws Roxy out, leaving Lola alone. Well, Tatum goes to take out Lola, but like Lola is trying to break up the pin. Yeah. So Tatum goes to take Lola out with like a clothesline, but Lola ducks, which causes her to crash into Roxanne, sending her out. Yeah, leaving Lola in the ring with Lyra, who then picks her up and hits the Night Wish for the one, two, three. As Lyra Valkyria retains the NXT Women's Championship, as Roxanne Perez looks absolutely heated because she's like, damn, not only did you interfere, but you didn't even win and I didn't win and you just mucked it all up. But yeah, uh, I think um, the crowd weren't that into Lyra and Roxanne from the get go. Mm. I felt like it was a little quiet. I felt like not a lot was really happening in the match. I'm not like, saying that they did it on purpose but to inject something like oh now this match is has a cash in like kind of got the crowd a bit more Mm. awake i think the crowd actually were on the side of lola vice who like this is a big spot for her one of the biggest moments thus far in her career for for wwe so it's like well okay just being put here is is good i just maybe there was a too too much thing too many things going on towards the end that it's like wait this is still developmental and we're like overbooking some things like Tatum running in and the moves and the roll-ups and stuff like so I'm looking at it like on the one side the crowd really did like wake up for this Mm. part of the match because it made it a bit more exciting and I think that that's how I felt too but then it was a bit chaotic with some of the things towards the end I I really enjoyed it um I've seen actually quite a bit of negativity online about it already but I thought it was pretty fun I felt the I felt Lyra and Roxanne were having that match that just slowly builds. You know, they were doing a lot of the just classic chain wrestling, which you tend to get when it's a face v face, like let's try to out wrestle each other. And normally the nature of that is it's a just a crescendo throughout. So I kind of know why the I kind of feel that's why the crowd might have been a bit subdued at that point and you're waiting for that escalation. Um but I thought their wrestling was pretty solid before Lola came out. And then I just thought it became really chaotic, as you said, but in a fun way. And I, I think it made the the options more interesting, especially with Tatum interferences as well, because you could really see anyone winning this. You could buy Lola's cash in working. You could even buy Roxanne getting a, a freak win in this thing and continuing that. Like, I thought it was pretty fun. And um, the near falls towards the end were, were great. I thought Lola it was some of the best she's looked. I thought her kicks and strikes looked really good. Her 
like her like quick jumping kick she does. Yeah, yeah. And she did a really nice looking spinning back fist. So you know it it was overbooked, but I did think it made it more of a fun match, and I I liked doing. You're used to cash ins and the win happening within a minute, you know? And I, I kind of appreciated doing something a bit different with it, with the cash in that then turned into a, a pretty full match. Yeah. I, I think they have a star on the rise with Lola Vice for sure. Like she's got the whole package. I, I love the, the, the kicks and all the submission type stuff that she's been doing. So yeah, I, I, even though she didn't win, I, I do think like it was a little too soon for her if that were to be the case, but like Lyra, the, the character, it's it's more fun having like a heel champion. And I don't necessarily know if Lola will be a better heel or a face because the crowd seemed to just be behind her regardless of what she was doing here. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I know she, she's still new to this, but I think down the line she will be champion in maybe this year. Um, Who do you see Lyra's challenge for Vengeance Day? Uh, sorry, for Stand and Deliver. It's so far from here. I don't know. Like... Is Tiff gone at this point, considering she's kind of main roster bound? Tiff signed to SmackDown. Right, yeah. Mm. So it's like, we won't be getting that. I mean, do you go to Lola Vice? Do you go to Roxy? Do we go to a multi-woman ladder? You know you're getting one ladder match on that show. I think the ladder match would be better served for the North American. Right. Because you can always, it's a way to get it off Obafemi, maybe, sure, without yeah. beating him. Although that's not a particularly long run. Um, I mean, you brought up Mako. That's pretty much the only person I can think of within NXT who hasn't really had a shot or feels ready for a shot yet. Right. Um, unless you go back to Blair, Roxanne, or Lola, which I don't know if you do at this point. Um, I'm also wondering, um, I'm going to put out there again, if a Dakota Kai is ready. Hmm. Uh, it could be a thing. I know you've kicked Bailey out the group now, but it could be a thing where they're still going for all the gold, and that could include NXT and could continue that. You know, Damage Controller, a pretty hot act, continue that sort of crossover between them all with a big name in like a main roster, Dakota Kai, who never held the NXT championship, could be something there, which, you know, the, the two girls who are, what, leaders of the kick? No, what is it? What did Dakota Kai team, say? Team kick? Yeah. Both a team kick, aren't they? Who's who was? Lyra? Well, Dakota Kai's team kick, and Lyra's a, a kicker, kicky, kicky kind of girl. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't know necessarily that would happen. I know maybe she's coming back to an in ring career, hopefully soon. Dakota Kai, mm. the knee brace has disappeared, so possibly. But I'm. I'm not sure for stand and deliver. Yeah, who else do we have right now? RYN's uh, bringing up that Julia's contract is up, and there's Camille coming in, and. Um, there was some news coming out during NXT today about the uh, what the the the, sh- the guy who runs Stardom. League. Yeah, yeah, uh, I can I can definitely. I was reading about it earlier, but basically, the one of the like main na- main names who runs Stardom has been like let go, and I'm not quite sure if it's because of other reasons, but it could be something to do with contract. Something like that. I, I, I don't know. I only took a, a glance at it before uh, recording today. But Yeah, I, I did see Meltzer's tweet as well where someone had said, suddenly wondering if Kyrie returning to WWE had anything to do with this. Right. And, oh, okay. and him saying, remember I said Kyrie returning to WWE um, like is part of a bigger story. So, you know, maybe that could be a sign if he's coming to WWE like yeah. a, a Julia would be coming in as well. 
yeah perhaps or yeah some japanese talent i i'm i'm on the fence i've been eyeing stardom in philly at the ecw arena philly weekend if anyone's going let me know but i'm like oh so he won't be part of, it'll be bushi road exclusive going forward mm. with stardom i know he was someone of a deal like Rushi, uh, sorry, Rossi Awaga. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he's bringing Julia to NXT. Yeah. Possibly. We'll have to see. Maybe there's your answer. Julia versus Camille. <laughs> I mean, maybe, like, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have within the company for now you've got a lot of sort of Japanese-speaking talent there. Some kind of, like, figurehead who can... NXT Japan. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying someone, like a producer of some sort who can like communicate i don't know if this guy is bilingual or whatever but you know someone who can communicate better with that talent hmm. um because you've got a lot there in the company now well uh let us know what you think will be the challenger for the nxt women's championship if lyra holds it onto that far but if i'm roxanne i'd be pissed at lola vice for taking her spot which she she seemed pretty pissed yeah which will set something up later we go to a chase you calendar signing they're still busy they're they're flying off the shelves so fast that we're waiting for the restock on wwe shop but we see riley osborne asking thea hale and she's he's he's getting the calendar signed and he goes i just uh, wanted to ask if you had a valentine's yet and she goes, uh, n- no, I-, I don't, I don't. Uh, do you? And he goes, well, I was wondering, you know, maybe like uh, you could be mine. And she goes, y- yeah, yeah. And they say they're going to plan something for Valentine's Day. So I'm assuming that's in next, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday because it's the 13th. Fellas out there, yes. next week is Valentine's Day, yes. <laughs> the, the Wednesday. Just so you know, a little reminder, don't say I ever do anything for you. So, yeah, uh, we're going to see a date on NXT. Nice. Thea's been trying to get with Riley. For I feel like I'm reviewing Riverdale or something yeah. again. But, yeah, more dates on my NXT. We have a video, a vignette here. Oh, boy, this is going to get uh, people's minds wandering. A man has three faces. One the world sees, one his family sees. And the real one no one ever sees, but reflects the evil he truly possesses. As it shows, like, this in... It's a black screen with white writing with this this saying here. Okay. So here we go. Thoughts. Take off the uh, silver hats. Obviously, people are assuming Okada. Well, it's a, well, it's a, a Japanese proverb, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, so it has to be him. Or it's evil. I don't know. Everything is evil. I mean, he's still under contract. Truly he evil. Ain't leaving, Truly evil. Um, I mean, a certain Mick Foley has three faces, and he said he wants one more match. One more match. I did think of that. I'm like, well, we know someone who has three faces. Yeah. In um, I don't know Tamatonga. His his contract's coming up, I believe, in in right. New Japan as well. He's someone I could see. Potentially coming in. I don't know how this relates to him, but it could be a complete new gimmick or fit in with him. The, we could be saying, it's Okada, it's Tamatanga, it's so-and-so. It could just be some, like, next-in-line D1 athlete. They tend not. It tends to be someone either returning or either someone returning or someone coming in when they do this sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know, but more mystery vignettes here in NXT but this one seemed pretty like 
not a lot went into it. It was just like a bunch of scribble writing. Well, I imagine this is the first one. They yeah. normally run these for a few weeks and build them up, don't they, with these these campaigns? So it, you're you're assuming it's some sort of like new talent being brought in or a return or uh, someone from main roster. You're saying it's not just like a new character they're just going to introduce like from their like you. They tend not to. PC. They tend not to do it that way because yeah. they would. They they tend to be a bit more you know heavy-handed, yeah. less cryptic. Um, I always say there's no one wrong. Job Nobbly in the chat, suggesting Bo Dallas. Um, he's had a few uh, faces. He's had his mask. Well, he, he's got the mask, and, and Bray had the whole, like, um, what, see no evil, hear no evil, right. speak no I, evil I, thing, I, didn't I he? I just don't know. I don't know if that's... I mean, he's been under contract for a while now yeah i just don't know if this would be the the way to bring no. it back but i don't know is it okada i don't think this is the way wwe's bringing in an okada so i just i have to nix that right away but why i just it's kind of a strange like well it's a first tease to say isn't it? he's evil he's just not someone that like strikes me. like what's he gonna do come in with the balloons yeah. and the long boys like no he's not he it would be something about i, I don't know unless mm. they're trying to be left field it just seems like that doesn't fit his well, I think it's it's more you you drop these clues, don't you? Like yeah. that's that's something they've been like the whole White Rabbit campaign was right. a very slow, long build. This could be the first clue, just being the fact that it is a Japanese proverb, and then hmm. the next thing. I don't know. I'm just. It was very cryptic. I you could pretty much say it's anyone. I'm we'll take your suggestions at Poison Rana Pod on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know who is this mystery person, and is it McFoley? Is it Okada? Who could it be? Could be a woman. I mean, it said man. Could, oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I could be throwing us off. Yeah. Right? Exactly. We go to Vic and Wade who remind us or tell us for the first time, I guess. NXT Battleground, Sunday uh, 26th, May 26th. We're getting NXT PLE Battleground. And they're In going Savannah. to Savannah, Georgia. Nice. Really nice. And then, yes, Roadblock, March 5th. And that is a TV special. Mm. So that'll be a Tuesday. We go to our next match, the North American Championship on the line. The champion, Oba Femi, the man who defeated Dragon Lee while cashing in his contract just a few weeks ago, is now giving him the rematch. Oba Femi is this giant of a man, the, the Nigerian prince, if you will. He's massive. And he cashed in beating this tiny little Rey Mysterio-like luchador. And then was like a heel. And was like, nah, you don't get your rematch. And then the crowd were really behind him. So then they're like, wait, maybe we should make him a babyface. So then he's like, yeah, I will give you my rematch. And then they went, actually, let's make him a heel again. And he beats up all of like the LWO last week. To, even though he, he gave Dragon Lee the rematch. So here's the rematch where you're kind of cheering for Dragon Lee, but at the same time, you're like, uh, I like this guy, though. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. But Oba Femi taking on Dragon Lee. Oba just dominates him here early on. He keeps, like, swatting him away, countering all the flashy stuff Dragon Lee tries to do. Eventually, he evades this, like, spin around, and he catches him. But Dragon catches him with a kick in the corner to the face, knocking the giant down, and then goes up top for this crazy double stomp to the face. I don't know how this guy got up from eating this move for a near fall. Dragon then runs at him again, and Oba, like Godzilla, just catches him and wheelbarrows him into this huge slam, and then again, just throwing Dragon Lee around here. 
Eventually, Dragon Lee counters one of these big toss attempts into an octopus stretch, which was really nice as Oba's trying to get out of this. Eventually, Lee hits a satellite DDT for a near fall. He hits a drop kick in the corner. A third, a second, a third, just kind of similar to his what, his brother, Roosh, mm-hmm. the, the horns, right? He goes for another one. He gets Oba climbing up in the turnbuckle and counters him basically with a sit-out Liger bomb, because this would be the only way he gets this giant up there. This was crazy, shaking the ring here, but Oba kicks out. Eventually, Oba clears the announce table, and he's trying to choke slam Dragon Lee through this, but Lee counters with a DDT. He gets Oba back in the ring, hits him with this spike Dragon Rana for a near fall, really close near fall here, the ref counting a 2.9, but then Oba picks him up, a huge toss across the ring, like this guy just hoofed him, all the way over, and then picks him up again and hits the pop-up power bomb for the one, two, three. And Obafemi d- defends successfully his North American Championship in ten minutes fifty-six seconds. Yeah, this this wasn't bad. I, I just fa- find the whole thing a bit of a weird dynamic because uh, Dragon Lee is very much like Rey Mysterio, where it's very hard to to boo the guy. Yeah, and he's not as spectacular when he's just getting beaten up. Like, no one really wants to see Rey Mysterio just thrown around. They want to see him do the the flashy stuff. And I, I, I'd i say it's similar with Dragon Lee. And with Obafemi as well, I think there's something just really fun about watching this guy throw people around. But again, you don't necessarily want to see it happen to Dragon yeah. Lee. So I just found it... I didn't think they were the right opponents. I think... Maybe an Obafemi just destroying Alexis King would have been more fun. You know, some heel that no one really likes. Uh, there were some cool moments. Like, I, I thought some of Dragon Lee's sort of comebacks with the, the like, double stomp to the face and that DDT and stuff were cool. Um, and obviously, Obafemi's very impressive with his strength. But I just felt these were the wrong opponents. And I didn't think it really showcased either guy to the best of their abilities. Yeah. It's a bit odd because they had him cash in, which is a heel thing to do. But this guy is like over because I mean, like, look at him. He's massive. And the crowd took a liking to him. So us as viewers on TV are like, Oh yeah, that that's weird. That that's how he won the title. So it's like, we needed to get over this hump, but then they were like, no, 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 let's keep him heel, which is like, wait, no, you have a star that people are cheering for right away. You should just, Go like, I can totally see them doing the the Braun Strowman thing with him. You know, when Braun was just, like, tipping over trucks and that oh, kind God. of thing. And, oh, no. But no, but that was the most over Braun ever was. Right. People loved seeing this just gigantic man throw things. And I, I think that is where Obafemi is going to be fun, is, is doing just that giant monster sort of stuff with... Um, but yeah, I just I wouldn't have picked Dragon Lee. Yeah, so like going forward, I think a few weeks ago on NXT, he said he's not doing the open challenge anymore. Like, I think that would be a mistake. Actually, I think he should to be like, I'll prove my dominance. Like, he no one should be the way this guy looks. Like six six, whatever the hell, yeah. many pounds, absolute unit of a man, twenty five year old monster. He shouldn't be scared of anybody. Who should he shouldn't be like I'm not giving open challenges. He should be like fucking bring it so I can kill everyone. Mm. That should be the the gimmick going forward cuz I think it was a bit of a setback when he's like actually I don't want to face you Dragon Lee and then actually I do want to face you. It was a little bit weird. I didn't think the match got to anything too spectacular but 
Dragon Lee is going back to what main roster? He's busy I with think so, yeah. LWO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll get some new challenges for Obafemi. But I do maybe think we're getting some sort of ladder match at stand and deliver. And maybe you're right. It's the North American title that usually is yeah. for that that match. We see the calendars. They're sold out. And Lexus King is asking uh, Thea Hale. Oh, Thea, Miss April, huh? What about a spring fling with the king? And Thea's like a little disgusted and Riley gets in his face and King says, I thought I told you to stay out of my face. And these two start to brawl. They get pulled apart as it cuts to to Ava. She's being interviewed here. Young Rock, the pebble. She says that stand and deliver tickets have already surpassed last year's sales. And this year is going to be the biggest event in NXT history. She is promising that this NXT stand and deliver Mania weekend is going to be the biggest thing NXT's ever done. So maybe that silly vignette is about Okada. I, I mean, it, <laughs> it should because last year was in LA and the stadium and the arena were nowhere near as close as they are in Philly. Right. So it's going to be a lot easier to duck, go boat to both. Yeah. So it should be. And the one the year before was, uh, what, Dallas? Similar when, was, when was the Ziggler one? That was Dallas. Right. So, right. yeah, th- this should be their biggest one. This one's, like, right near the stadium for WrestleMania. Oh, they're, like, opposite So, if you wanted to go to this and WrestleMania, it'd be right next oh, to each other. You had You would have hours in between. Yeah, yeah, whereas last year is LA. Do you remember on the show and that they were they kept saying, hey, bear in mind, LA traffic, like, yeah. leave early, like, right. get there. This, this year, WrestleMania starts at 7. The actual main show yeah. starts at 7 both nights. And if this show's at 12.30... It'll go for two and a half hours. You'd have a lot of time in between because yeah, it be is fine. next to the arena and stadium. So, But she's saying it's going to be the biggest show in NXT history. What could she possibly mean? It's bigger than Brooklyn. Wow. Is that still the, the Mecca? I feel Brook Like, take over Brooklyn. Are we getting into this on this show? The, the best like, NXT show ever? No, but that always felt like the big one. It felt bigger than WrestleMania weekend, didn't it? Like that yeah. Brooklyn 1-4 to four that they did. Like... SummerSlam I've been to felt I've, like their mania. I've been to a few, but uh, TakeOver... I've been, we've been to a few TakeOvers. You've definitely been to more than me, but TakeOver New York? Yeah. With like that card was just crazy. Yeah. I, that one has a place in my heart. But if you are... Uh, to get a cheap plug-in, you, we, we've talked about a specific match and a spe- from a specific show that we're finally going to be looking back at next month in honor of Philly. Oh, yeah. Takeover Philly. Yes. Andrade versus Gargano. So, great. To, get to watch it again. Jeez. Yeah, we get yeah. to watch that match again. So, yeah, will Philly it, month. Will it be better than that show? Stand and deliver. We'll, we shall see. But, yeah. Uh, we then go to a recap of, uh, what, last Tuesday and... It shows Idris and Malik talking to... Oh, I need this calendar. Brinley Reese. She's, she's not part of Chase Hughes. Right. She's like, like yeah. the workout girl. Yeah. Yeah. She is, last week asked them to do five positives, five negatives about things. And mm-hmm. he's going through things. One of them I caught was uh, he likes that people called him Malik the Freak. I think okay. he should uh, continue using that. And he says dislikes. We lost. When Nathan Frazier, who's just being a complete eavesdropper... And Dick, I might add, goes, you're not going to get anywhere talking about dislikes and likes and negatives, positive, all that stuff. He goes, you only get places by winning these things. So I'm going to hit you with a hard-hitting truth. 
It's like, oh, you mean you're a silly talk show where you also go through negatives and positives? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. And you don't win either. Yeah. And then he tells his Power Ranger friend that maybe we should fight these guys. Axiom didn't want anything to do with it. He's like, shall I lay some hard-hitting truths? And he's like, no, yeah. don't do that. So we're getting this match on Tuesday. Yeah, they basically said, uh, Nathan Fraser was saying, look, we had to face Bron and Baron Corbin. You face Trick and Mellow, who can't even get along. Yeah. If it was the other way around, we'd be in the finals. Or if we were facing you, we'd be in the finals. So they're like, all right, let's do it. So it's kind of a bronze medal match, I'd say. Right, on- right. It's true. There's a few teams that like didn't get in there. Like LWO. These were the two. Uh, yeah. No, right? you're right. Yeah. Like there's a few teams that didn't necessarily. Yeah, each and Millie won their f- lost their first round, didn't they? Yeah. Because they only wore the Dusty Gear. So, so we're, we were asking earlier who would, if Braun and Corbin win the titles, yeah. who could be their challengers? Like if the LWO aren't doing anything, they technically didn't face didn't them. Didn't face them. That would be that would be good. That would be insane. Give them something to do. That yeah. slingshot spot. One more time. Oh, yeah. They did uh, it on Smack. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we were saying, we're like, that move's going to yeah. be used a lot now. <laughs> we go to, uh, also this Tuesday night on NXT, they announced Lexus King versus Riley Osborne, that tag team match, and the Wolf Dogs celebration. They didn't quite say it like that, mm. but that's how I'm referring to them. We see Roxanne Perez and Lola Vice are fighting. A classic line from, from Vic. What's going on? We gotta go What's to the going back. On backstage. <laughs> As we see a pull apart here, Roxanne and Lola. I like to think that Vic Joseph has just like spider senses. Like no one's in his ear saying something's <laughs> happening. He's just like his eyes roll back in his head. He holds the desk. He's like, wait, something's happening. I don't know who's the best. I of feel that. it. Go to the, go to the backstage. Like Shivani has had years of that. Like yeah. we gotta go to the back. But like you weren't there for some of the TNA days with uh, Don Cal Don West. Right. Oh my God. His were like we. Go to the be- like he was so over the top. I got that vibe from Vic tonight. So Roxanne and Lola are feuding as we suspected. Shout out Oni Lorkin, who's got involved there, pulling these ladies apart. So maybe we're getting Roxanne and Lola in the near future. I assume so. Probably if not this Tuesday, the week after. Roadblock, which is like a month Roadblock, from now. But yeah. Sure. We go to our main event of the evening. We get a recap video here for Trick Williams and Mello, the friendship that they had. We get a video recap of Trick fighting Ilya the first time and coming up short, but Trick is a completely different person than he was all those months back. So we get the rematch here tonight, how Trick won the Iron Survivor to challenge Ilya. Ilya was injured, and then he came back and told him, you can I, you can face me at this pay-per-view, and that's how we've gotten here tonight. Whoop, that Trick hits. Out comes Trick Williams, the challenger, no Booker T here, so it was very quiet, very sad. But the crowd were very hyped for Trick Williams here tonight. They were super in his corner so much that they not only do the whoop that trick, they also, if you listen closely, you can hear parts of the crowd doing the Booker T ad libs, which we do when we watch oh, yeah. it. Like, the what? Uh-huh. I like it. <laughs> very good. Very good, Clarksville. Points all around. Trick Williams taking on the champion, Ilya Dragunov, who's got a fantastic-looking and very warm-looking entrance coat. Oh, yeah, he fur. wears The fur looks very nice. Starts off here, Trick goes for a drop kick, but Trick dodges it. And, uh, sorry, Ilya dodges the drop kick and then keeps ra- like blocking all the stuff Trick kind of tries to do. But then eventually Trick hits him with the drop kick, and boy did he ever, because right away I think... Ilya's nose is bleeding. I think, yeah, it must have been the drop kick that did this, but yeah, busted his nose. And then I don't know what Ilya did, but he nails Trick, which causes his he lip hits to bleed. The, uh, 
the Constantine special, but the lariat was like over the face. And Trick had already busted his lip in the match earlier. So this, it wasn't going to take much to make it bleed again. So we are like a minute into this match, maybe two, maybe three. And both guys are already a bloody mess. It's a bloody Valentine's, a bloody vengeance day here for these two. Both are bleeding. Trick looked, it was scary. I was like, did his like tongue or something Mm. get hurt here? Very nasty. And Mello, who is ringside for Trick because he, he brought out his own friend here to be ringside. Mello's like, oh man, you're bleeding a, a whole lot here. Ilya hits him with a Death Valley driver onto the apron as Mello is like, you got this, don't worry about it, get back in there. Uh, Ilya's in there, he hits a drop kick off the top for a near fall. Trick is, is kind of getting in Ilya's face and says, oh yeah, is that all you got, champ? And slaps him and then runs at him, but gets caught with a catch powerbomb for a near fall. Trick comes back and hits a code breaker, one of Mello's moves, so he gets hype on the ringside area. Uh, there's a huge sidekick for a near fall. Uh, I like I like this, that he's got a move that's like a sidekick, because yeah. he's not it's a like sidekick. It's like Lariat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Booker T like yeah. sidekick, really, but he took his damn head off with this. A flapjack for a near fall. There's then an exchange with the wrist control. There's a bookend off the apron to the floor from Trick here, which just looked painful. I mean, both guys doing this. This must just hurt both of you, but... Oh, the, the like, Urinagi on the floor? Off the yeah. apron. Yeah. Look, to look Ilya. Nasty. Like, his body just... He didn't, like... Oh, I, I, I'm sure he tried to, like... Well, they, they tried to sort of land on their feet kind of first, but then his head just cracks oh. against the floor. Oh, vicious. So these two go back at it into the ring. Uh, eventually, there's... Mello, who gets shoved into Trick by Ilya. So Mello already getting involved here, which kind of inadvertently like hits the knee of Trick. So then he starts to sell that knee again from earlier on. Exactly, yeah. We see a zigzag style neckbreaker from Trick for a near fall. And then Trick sees Ilya laid out and holds up his own forearm and gives Ilya a little bit of his own medicine with the, the H-bomb, the Trick bomb here, as uh, he levels Ilya with his own move, but can't pin him. Ilya gets back up, knocks down Trick, and then kind of smiles, lifts up his own arm and says, I'll show you how to do it. The H-bomb, not the uh, most best name for uh, an NXT wrestling uh, move, yeah. especially this week. Uh, he goes for that and hits hits one, hits another, climbs up top. We've seen him finish people with this move off the top. The super H-bomb, but Trick kicks out of it. He's a little shocked by this. Trick comes back and hits him with a huge boot for a two count. The crowd here were very responsive. They thought this ref had fucked this up, but it was just a 2.9 count. Eventually, Mello's up on the apron and gets shoved, and the ref gets shoved as well. So the ref is down. Trick is up. He hits the trick knee to Ilya, but there's no ref. The crowd start to count. A new ref comes in. Bless this ref. He runs down there, gets the one, two, but Ilya kicks out. Eventually, both guys are going at it again. Ilya drops Trick again, goes for the H-bomb off the top rope a second time, but this time, Trick gets his knees up, and then they're both slowly standing, a great ending moment to this match, where they both are standing, setting up for their finish. Ilya, who gets in the corner for the Moscow Torpedo, Torpedo Moscow, Moscow. he goes one side, he goes to the other, he screams, and Trick is kind of doing his own, fin- like, the whoop-that-trick thing, as they run at each other. This is like... It was like a duel. It's like the it? ending who's of a gladiator's, yeah. yeah. Who's, you know, a game of chicken here. Who's gonna hit who? As they run at each other, like, Roman gladiators, and they run and collide, and you're not sure who hit who, but it's clear. 
the Torpedo Moscow connected. One, two, three. Ilya Dragunov defends his NXT title, beating Trick Williams in 17 minutes, 58 seconds here. The NXT champ retains. But Trick had him pinned. He had him beat. <sighs> yeah. You know, Trick may have lost this match, but Trick did it. This was Rocky. This was, hey, you know what? You didn't win the match, but you proved to everyone that you could be in the main event. You deserve to be in the main event. I think I think Trick is going to do so well uh hopefully if if he continues the way he's been i've got i know it's a a dirty name we don't like to talk about but i see similarities with where velveteen dream was in nxt where he's wrestling wise a bit rough around the edges and not like the most sort of you know technically gifted there's still like a lot of like greenness there but has a certain connection um, with the the crowd and can tell a good story. And, you know, before all the, the stuff was coming out about Dream, he was this guy who kind of was in those big matches against your top guys where... And he didn't have that whole big indie background that everyone did. And I know Cena pinpointed him as, oh, he's someone I can see doing going far. I really see it with Trick, and I see it in I see it in that Cena is one of them, you know, not a pretty wrestler, but has that connection and can be at that main event level. And I, I think both matches we've seen with Trick and Ilya proved that that he he can hang to a certain level with these guys and has a connection enough with this crowd where not everything needs to look pretty within the story of the match, but you are with him every single way and just want to see this guy win. Um, so I think he's he's come such a long way, and I, I think he'll be a huge deal on the main roster one day. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. As we've, we've said it a bunch in the past few months, but like his his first time coming into NXT was compared to what he has become now mm-hmm. is like so crazy, and he's had a lot of the crowds. I know... NXT Tuesdays, they're always in the Florida PC center, but tonight the crowd's super behind him. In both matches, he was yeah. the star of the show. It was like that at the last time they toured. Like They're going to keep seeing that he has become like a big part of the show, and he has that so much. Weekly TV has focused him as like the main champion, and then he won that Survivor match to get this shot, and I really, really got into this match, and there's something about, like, yeah, you can have two wrestlers or, or more wrestlers that are really good at their game, but having a reason to like care about why they're fighting. And Ilya is someone who's like so over the top, like dramatic in his presence of his character that it works. And in, in, in such a weird way that he did like in in his promo last week to hype up this match, he's like, I done more for you than, than Mello has. And it's like, yo, for real, like you have, because you whooped this guy's ass like months ago. And ever since then, this guy's been great. So this guy learned a lot from you. And I think there was the, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I'm going to use the comparison again, got that Hook v. Joe kind of feeling with this as well, with the kick out from the, the like, super H-bomb. Yeah. Where, and Mello's reaction to it was great. Like, wow, Whoa. okay, he kicked out of that. Wow. Yeah. Like, uh, that pinned me. And they're both and bleeding. The, the blood adds to it as yeah. well, where you just felt like, Trick, this is the hardest test of his life, and he rose to it. Um, yeah, I, I I really liked it. I really got into this match. I was really rooting for him, but at the same time, I love Ilya. The finish was really epic. I, do, I don't know why we haven't seen something like that. Mm. It, it, 
recently, at least in wrestling, where it's like they're both broken down. They both seem to have the running strike finisher. It's like, like we both know we've got one, yeah, one, thing one bullet left. left. In the tank and one of us is getting hit. Now. Yeah, it was really great. So really got into this match. Easily my match of the night. And I on think the show. they've done a, a great job with with Trick since since that first episode of 2.0, where we rarely saw him wrestle for a long time. They clearly saw something in the PC they liked. And they just had him as the sidekick. And over that time, we saw him get so much better at the promo. While clearly they're working back, like, behind closed doors on the wrestling. And then when we saw him in the odd wrestling match, we were like, okay, he's coming along. Every time we were saying how much he's improving. And now he's at the point where he can wrestle on TV every week. But they didn't expose him, which is, I think, something they're maybe trying with Ava yeah. right now because they had they had her in like one or two matches on TV and it wasn't good so let's try and get you better at the speaking on TV in a speaking role whilst we're working on the other stuff on the actual wrestling and hopefully it all comes together it certainly has been Trick yeah no it's completely worked with Trick and I, I see big things for for this guy down the line I thought he really delivered obviously Ilya every time he wrestles someone it's like they have to wrestle the Ilya match right so another question if Okada's not coming into NXT if he's not the guy for Sand and Deliver who is to face Ilya I assume he keeps this title all the way till that show yeah um so who it is, who shall it be what is Ilya's next steps? There's a lot of TV programs you could do from now until it's, then. You can have a roadblock here or whatever TV matches, but for Stand and Deliver, what is the big main event we've match? We've had, what well, we've had, we had a Dijak Ilya match, didn't we? I think. Yeah. I like, I, I'm talking on the, on the way to Stand yeah. and Deliver. Yeah. Like, he's, I feel like he's faced all the top yeah, guys. Exactly. It feels like. So it's Okada. So it could be whoever this mystery man is, whether that's Okada or, um, like the easy thing to do is another main roster who's a like a popular and I know they seem to play the They'll Johnny say, thing all oh, the time. Johnny, oh, but like a Johnny or a Champa against Ilya, okay. they never did that match right. in NXT, okay. and would be like you know for your NXT fans, it would be a big match. But especially with Johnny, they've done that so many times where right. it's like, Oh, we got to bring Johnny in. Break glass. Oh, who isn't doing anything on the main roster? Who's popular. So, um, who, who else from main roster? Johnny would be pretty good. They seem to be loving up Ivar. We got to get Ivar down. <laughs> we can also like, remember in the, Ivar has been fun. Yeah. Sorry. Ivar has been fun or Gable. Um, but there is also the chance you could do, um, maybe a triple threat with these guys. I think you mm. need to do the one-on-one. Do we get the title on Mello before this? We'll see, because we go to what happens after the match here. Dragunov grabs his title. He celebrates. He goes, good job, Trick. I'm going to leave you alone. Walks up, poses on the ramp. See you. Good night, Clarksville. And out walks our champion. As Trick is left alone in the ring, Mello's there with him. He picks him up. He helps him up. The logo pops up. That damn logo. Mm. You're my boy, Trick. You're always going to be my boy. As Trick hugs him, he stares at the, the entrance ramp, turning his back to Mello. And Mello's stance just changes. His demeanor, his face, everything changes. The crowd can sense it. 
they 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 erupt. They go whoa 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 as you hear the sea of whoa, and mellow from behind attacks his friend Trick, clips his knee as Trick is just laying there. <sighs> yeah, mellow standing there soaking in all the booze. Leaves the ring, grabs a chair, stabs Trick in the like the leg and the knee with it, and then repeatedly just bashing it over Trick's knee multiple times and then takes out the the towel the TMG Team Mellow Gang Trick Mellow Gang sorry puts it over him sits on the chair and then just the sea of booze as you're left asking why Mellow why yeah so we we all thought this was happening tonight it felt like this is the right time to do it um I I'm looking forward to the explanation why because I feel this makes more sense if Trick won the title you know especially after losing the like the Dusty Cup and then winning this you've got the argument oh so you can win this one but you can't win ours right 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 it feels and then he targets him yeah I was jealous never wanted you to have it after he's lost is I think I think either way I think I think either way because uh, here he's like his, his response if we do get the promo this week or the next week why Mello? Why he should be like? I was gonna do it either way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm going to SmackDown you now. Prove, I don't need you. You prove that you're not. Yeah. The guy. You didn't win the title. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I think this has to be stand and but deliver. It, yeah. Obviously, we're gonna get this match at stand and deliver, which is the the pseudo main event, really, because it's Trick and Mello who've been huge characters well, for the show. I wonder if you do flip the title still on like Mello before this right um Ilya did not come out to save him by the way he no like and Ilya's been on Trick's side yeah. he just walked through the curtain yeah like he'd have surely known what's going on yeah um pretty funny but yeah I think you could you could on that roadblock show potentially do a a title switch remember mm. you did that with the Gargano Champa thing yeah, yeah. Black was the champion wasn't he and they yeah. did the the like little Swerve thing, and then so Black never wrestled you, a singles match ever have, again. You know, Mello win a battle royal to face, yeah, Ilya and Trick accidentally. Caught. Yeah, you can do that whole thing, maybe because I feel this maybe needs the title. The title, I don't know. Because I don't know. I Mello mean, will lose and then stay on main roster, and then Trick can run as the babyface champion. And I yeah. think that's it's like. Well, then what do you do with Ilya? I mean, you would have had Trick win it here, no? Or you want a Trick beating Mello for it? Is like I think Trick beats Mello for it, right? Yeah, that's tough. I'm not sure. And where then we you go have with. you have um, Ilya via Carter, maybe <laughs> in just a a dream match. You know, right? Doesn't need a title. Sure. Both are going up to the main roster the next day, right? So. <laughs> I'm not know. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. This this reminded me of uh, Seth Rollins turning on the Shield. It's like, look, this is something we know is coming, but like, it's it's wrestling and it's good, and I love for this. I thought Melo did a fantastic job. I thought everyone did a fantastic job, except Ilya, who just left Trick by, by himself. But the match itself was great. The ending angle was even better. Yes, we knew this was coming from the moment there was a. Who shot Trick? Who attacked Trick backstage? This this was like October. Mm. This is like months. And then finally we're getting the reveal. Like, oh, I took you out. And I'm I've looking been. forward to the step-by-step, like, what happened in each moment. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, was Mello ever working with... Lexus King. Lexus King. 
and he yeah. was right. Lexus King was tr- was telling the truth. Yeah, remember he said, "Oh, I got your back. Thanks." Yeah, whatever. That was the part of the storyline. So there you go. Lexus King speaks truth. But yeah, yeah uh, I thought I thought this was a great angle. It, it's it's a classic turn in wrestling. We always love that in wrestling. And it's classic NXT style. Yeah, turn the logo. Well. That's that's the logo is the old Triple H thing again. Going back to Gargano and all yeah. that. But like when that punk thing happened as soon as the logo went up we're like no no he's coming it's happening because they go they rely on it now it's a good it's a good spot it's a good gimmick (laughs) let's let's trick them they think the show's over it's done so much now every turn they've done it but like it's it's fun good stuff uh overall i i quite enjoyed the show i i thought the the sort of opening match the two trick matches really yeah were my highlights me too and i did actually get into the women's the the other two felt very um not really purely worthy, I'd say. They weren't bad, but I felt they were stuff we'd see on NXT yeah. on Tuesdays. Yeah, easily the match of the night was the main event. I thought uh, those guys definitely delivered and they, they bloodied themselves up. I hope they're uh, doing okay. But uh, yeah, the rest of the show was okay. No- nothing necessarily got to like uh, write home about level or like pay-per-view. It kind of felt like a good episode of Tuesday night, but the main event definitely was what was was a step up and was really entertaining. And, and again, really love the, the turn angle with mellow and yeah, for the next few months, the mellow trick story is not going to be them boys anymore, but them going at each other as opponents. And I think that'll be great weeks of TV from both like mellow side of being a heel of like why he did it. And then trick side of like, yo, we were boys. Why'd you do this kind of stuff? So I think, I think that storyline should be, you know, knock on wood, a a good story that we're going to have in the next few months leading into stand and deliver. Another question is though, what do they do with Ilya? I'm sure they have things planned out and maybe they do bring in someone special to face. He's got to have someone, someone big. Yeah. To face. Uh, we have a lot of feedback, it seems Good, here. Right? So I'm going to read in. If you want to join in on feedback, we do this every Tuesday night after NXT. Search Poison Rana in Facebook. We have a Poison Rana page. You can like it. But we have a Facebook group you can join where we post feedback threads and memes and all sorts of fun stuff. I'm going to go to Jake from the Windy City who writes in, A very good special from NXT. You get two great matches to bookend the night. A heartbreaker heel turn, a strong women's title match, and three other matches that are all very at least decent. I can't ask for much more. Especially when the show goes under three hours. Good. Going forward, stand and deliver at 11.30 a.m. E.T., Looking forward to during brunch time. Scra- it's eleven thirty now. They've moved it. Oh man, eleven thirty in the morning. I gotta pretend to really be into wrestling. Do they serve beer at eleven? I was gonna say, gonna need some Bloody Marys that day. I think. Jake continues. Looking forward to watching during brunch time. Scrambled eggs and waffles from IHOP and pro wrestling is a perfect combination. Uh, we, we go. To- we don't have IHOP here, uh, but in Philly they do. So maybe we'll mm. go. Thank you, Jake. Uh, we go to Frank, who says, Fun show with a killer main event. Trick has got it all, and Ilya got him to that next level tonight. Finally, we get the mellow turn, and it was a doozy. The curse of the graphic continues. Huge heat in Clarksville. Parker looked great. Uh, Lee made Femi look like a beast in the classic little big match. Uh, Dijak finally got a big win. All hell, the Wolf Dogs. Looking forward to the road to stand and deliver. Thank you, Frank. We go to Sean, who writes in, Man, that was a great show. Absolutely solid throughout. Not everything was perfect, but every match was entertaining. 
Braun was the MVP of the Dusty Final, which had its share of the wonky bits, but absolutely got the finish right. The six-man was no Matt Classic, but the family made way more entertaining than it had a right to be. Jada Parkett's got a ton of promise, and she needs to ditch those OTM boys real quick. They, they just joined, but yeah. Uh, Dijak and Gacy had a fun car crash, and I, ha- I have to say I am an all-in crazy Joe Gacy. That's the gimmick. I, right. I kept calling him Creepy Joe Biden. Sorry, Sleepy Joe, Creepy Joe Gacy, but now he's crazy. Joe Gacy. He continues, Roxanne Lyra having a really good match, but Lola's attempt in cash-in stepped everything up, even though Lola looked pretty dumb for cashing in at that spot. Uh, Lola did put on a good showing for herself. I'll kind of skim through some more. Dragon Lee should get commission from Oba Femi because he made him look like an absolute star. Oba did his part as well, throwing his weight around the true big man style. Who will be able to beat him? The main event was magic and better, in my opinion, than any of the Mello and Ilya matches. Ilya was his usual savage self, but Trick gave as good as he got. The match was a war. Mello turning was not unexpected, but was perfectly executed in true takeover Chicago fashion. Let the road to Sand and Deliver begin. See you Tuesday, everyone. Another good question. It did come to mind. Did you like this match more than you liked Mello, Dragunov? I don't know if it stands up against the No Mercy one, but No Mercy one's the better one. I, I both are pretty I, yeah, good. Yeah, I really like, like this yeah. match though. Yeah. Um, I I also like the the Lyra comment about being a bit dumb, but it does kind of fit her character because she wants the limelight and right. the focus. So like, oh, it's a big match of you. I should be involved, yeah. you know, and kind of yeah, yeah. a hubris getting in the way almost. Uh, we go to sh- another Sean who another says. Sean. Overall, I enjoyed the show. The main event had me really wanting Trick to get the win, and the crowd would have went insane. The finish didn't really make sense with Trick's knee losing against the dragon's head, <laughs> but it was still fun. I always enjoy the show. I guess because he didn't quite get the knee up, it was Dragonov who hit him in the face. I think, yeah, yeah. Exactly. His, his is the headbutt to the face, yeah, right? So exactly. the knee missed, yeah. and it went into his head. Uh, Magan writes in a strong show with Trick and Ilya, elevating it with their emotional roller coaster and true to form. The mellow heel turn paid off viciously. Trick put on the performance of his career by bookending the show, and I found this match to be superior than the match they had at Heatwave. Yes, absolutely. Uh, those false finishes were heart stop. Stand and Deliver is going to go all the way violent with Trick Mellow Gang Warfare. Roxy Lyra was good until Lola spiced things up. Roxy has an out because of her and Tatum getting involved, leaving room for a rematch in Philly as their send-off. And big ups to Corbin's Dr. Doom gear. He and Braun are surprisingly fun together. Let's get through his this roadblock. Sorry, Corbin was wearing Dr. Doom gear? That's what He, he was dressed like a monk. I don't know if he was... I think it means the tights. Doctor, D- oh, the tights were Doctor Doom. I guess so. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. We go to Manny from Pacoima, a solid NXT PLE. The Wolf Dogs continue to be a great tag team, and I'm curious to see where this goes for them, given Bron is getting that main roster call up. The ending of the NXT title match was pure anime. Seeing Ilya and Trick run to each other with their finishers, given that Ilya is an anime fan, I wonder if he pitched that ending. I was ready for Vice City to take over NXT, but I'm not mad at the outcome. Lyra is a great champion, and I'm sure she still has more matches before she eventually drops the title. Last, lastly, I'm very curious to find out who that promo package was for that used the Japanese philosophy of the free faces we all have. Mm. Uh, Manny bringing up the the main event spot with the f- finale with like anime because it's like Dragon Ball Z where they yeah. both like stare at each other and then run at each other. Yeah, I'm sure that was uh, thought of because of that, but. 
Yeah, lots of feedback, guys. Thank you. It looks like everyone kind of enjoyed this show and are interested See, in... Sundays are a good night to have them. Yeah. People staying in, let's yeah. throw on NXT. Exactly. Well, we will be back on uh, Tuesday night covering NXT as we are every Tuesday. We'll be back some point next Sunday to chat about uh, Okada's last match yes. against Tanahashi plus the War Dogs mm-hmm. cage match. So uh, lots and lots of shows. Follow us on the socials if you haven't already for updates of all the other stuff. But... That was Vengeance Day. We made it. Is there anything else you kind of want to talk about before we end the show? I mean, we had um, AEW. Mm -hmm. They had some shows this week. You made me watch the Danielson versus the... Hechicero. The the lit wizard luchador. Yeah. Is that right to describe him? Yeah, he's a a wizard. Hechicero? Hechicero. Man, that match was pretty good as Um, well. Yeah. I got real uh, Vikingo Kenny vibes from this one. Yeah. Where... Like, I mean, I, I was familiar with Vikingo, but, you know, the whole thing. What is this? Who is this guy? Where's the story? Right. I felt that with this. I have heard this guy's name a couple of times. Never watched his uh, his matches apart from the little, like, uh, eight man they did on Rampage. And I was blown away. Just his uh, doing the kind of, you know, almost Zack Sabre Jr.-esque submission style wrestling, but with his size... And then adding the sort of some lucha high flying and arm drags and all that. I thought it really worked. And Danielson is obviously one of the best at that sort of submission style. Um, I want to see more of this guy. It was like instantly made a fan and made me more curious in this CMLL uh, AEW thing. And if it was just a, you know, a one week story they've done to just involve these guys, I thought it was done really well. If there's something bigger coming out of it, I'm... Curious. We've obviously got a match coming up on Dynamite. I think the the six man. Yeah, this this week's Dynamite looks really well. They've st- they've stacked it with the the Lucha Radicals coming in. Yeah. CMLL Invasion. It'd be really sweet and badass if AEW could put together some sort of tour throughout you know Mexico or something. Because I'm sure they get a lot of people. I just don't think Dynamite is on TV <laughs> easily in certain places. Well, we've so. seen though the um, the was it was it Mystico Rocky Romero or something like that? There was a a match they did that did really good uh, ratings. Okay, and I think you know, especially when you're in Texas or wherever, like this was what twenty miles away from like the border from Mexico. Like I think using that talent, you've got such a big uh, like Latin American fan base in wrestling, and we're we're seeing WWE capitalize on it right now with all their Latin American superstars but having lucha presented on uh like on american wrestling tv where it's it isn't just ray mysterio and seeing different styles of, of lucha like yeah um uh head to chair head i've i've put uh, i'm sorry. already blanking messing yeah up. uh it was really good i i love the match yeah, so next week they've got the Blackpool Combat Club taking on like a bunch of those v- Volodare Jr., uh, Mascara, Dorada, Hechicero taking on the BCC. So like that's going to be nuts. They have a- advertised Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. The third one, this is, gonna, I mean, I don't know how they're going to top any of the craziness, but I wonder if we are getting a triple threat at Revolution with Joe, Hangman, and Swerve. Yeah. Right? Um, like, I would think so. Something happens on this episode that the match that it would make it a three-way. I would think so. Joe gets involved. Jericho Takesh is also advertised. Okay. And 
uh, Darby and Sting going for the tag titles, which I imagine they win the tag titles and then defend them against the Bucks at Revolution so. in Sting's retirement. So what a crazy way for Sting to go out as champion. Yeah, I, I thought Dynamite was fine this week. RVD, RVD looked good. match was fun. He's crazy. He's like 52 or something. Like, dude, how is he more jacked? Like... I, I I know he, he got upset on, on Twitter and stuff being like, oh, what do you mean I still got it? Like, obviously, it's like, no, no, no. Like, you look better than you looked in your whole TNA run. Yeah. Like, you, you he looks good. I, I like that they randomly use him for things like this. And uh, I kind of hope he's in some matches for Philly weekend, having it's Philly. He's, yeah. he's He has not been booked for a lot of stuff that has already announced. So mm. I'm, I'm wondering if he does get added. But. No, he looked good. I thought Dynamite was just fine yeah. rather than that. Um, but I do think it looks stacked next week. And I, I did really enjoy that, uh, that Danielson match. Um, and then the other thing from wrestling really this week, I think, was the uh bailey damage control oh right yes Break they're up. doing the the batista overhearing triple h and rick flair talking shit yeah except it's bailey like bitch you didn't know i speak japanese yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good uh, i mean so that's the match right bailey yeah. eo at wrestlemania yeah they've thrown thrown the graphic up yeah. already uh people um on raw were when ha- bailey was cutting a heel promo were cheering her like she's gonna be yeah a huge baby face here. I think it's working. What I like is people have noted that uh, Dakota Kai wasn't there. So potentially like has oh, okay. can deny I've never had anything to do with this. And oh. also EO didn't attack uh, Bailey at all. It was just Kyrie and Asuka who were the newer members. Right, right. So you can almost have it where like, because the original three was EO, Dakota, Bailey, where... You know, Dakota didn't have anything to do, right. with it, which I quite like. It's an it's another thing they can drag this story out a bit, but I think that match will be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, there's there's some good stuff going for it. Obviously, the big thing was the Rock and yeah, Cody Rhodes, sure. as we as we talked about off the top of this show. But the hashtag we want Cody, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of that. Like, what happens on this week's programming? I'm wondering if we do get some sort of announcement at that Vegas thing on Thursday with The Rock. Maybe they do announce that match, whether it's for this year, whether it's for next year. Mm. I don't know. But Cody saying not this WrestleMania does make it kind of like he's it's, not It's just weird as well how yeah. Cody a week ago was saying, uh, The Rock's a smart, nice guy. He wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't come in and just take away two years of story in one night. And oh, he would. Okay. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one last thing, unless you got anything. No. Uh, I want to plug chopped-tease.com slash poison rana. Yes. Um, uh, we, we know our friends at friends and family at post wrestling have just uh, put all their stuff up. Hell yeah. It looks pretty sweet. I'm, I'm eyeing up those MCU later hoodies. The bright red look really nice. I mean, look, Dickie, our boy, put together chopped-tease because he heard us basically saying we wanted a place that we could have some merch and some fun stuff to put our frogs on and people wanted some merch out there and uh he basically helped us with that and launched this site and then the site kind of snowballed a little bit and now we got post wrestling attached to it and you know we are part of the post universe and we are more than thrilled to have post wrestling over at chopped dash tees.com we announced our black pudding combat club uh (laughs) t-shirt on tuesday which 
We've got a sale. Uh, we joked on a show, and that's how this, this shirt came about. And we joked, if one person buys this, we've done our job. And shout out Su- Sunil. I yeah. think it was. Sunil, Sunil, you bought it and sent a photo in. So bless you. And uh, we've just uh, launched a brand new uh, CM Punk-inspired uh, shirt. We've got it in the... In the ringer design, wow. uh, which is pretty cool uh, with our, our little frog logo there and the maple leaf. We've got the baseball tee as well, which I'm going to get my hands on for sure. Very nice. Um, and uh, the the black, the new variant, the new punk, the WWE return variant with the black and blue yeah. uh, coming out. So get your hands on them as well. Uh, more merch dropping shortly. Yeah, uh, so because of the freedom of Chopped Tees, we can put up new designs all the time. You went ahead and made this awesome-looking punk design, so check them out. Support uh, your local content creators and uh, buy some buy some merch, whether it's from Post Wrestling, whether it's from us here, the lads at Poison Rana. And I, I, I know I've been behind on this, but any world champs out there, I will be sending you a bit of a... a bit of a discount code this week for some Poison Rana merch and uh, I'll also be asking for your address because I do want to uh, send you some stuff so World Champs that is coming this week I swear uh, I swear this time but it'll be uh, for the best because you're going to get some some sweet deals on some of our awesome merch that we have up there but uh, join us on the Patreon because uh, World Champs you get stuff like that you get invited to do certain things like that you get access to behind the BDE every month where we and Davey chat our sweet mouths off about random stupid shit but then you also get to pick stuff and then we review it have you on and 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 join us so there's a bit of a a waiting list but once you sign up i'd say after a few months uh we we add you into the rotation and we have a bunch this month with some up yours we recently just dropped our up yours our world champ family member howie selected kill bill volume one so that's out on the patreon we've had such popular shows such as up yours howard the duck oh yeah from john Cena. so you could be a world champ and pick something and and join i know we have a few coming up uh oddly enough we're going to be chatting about sting retiring and we're doing a best match ever sting we're going to be joined by nate milton who knows an awful lot about sting but then somehow this month we're also doing something that kind of ties into sting completely by accident but the crow Yes. Has been picked by Chris Price, one of our uh, world champions, family member patrons. So we're going to be talking about The Crow, obviously the the whole Crow sting yeah. based on this movie. So Hell yeah. that all came together pretty well. Uh, this month also on the Patreon, we're going to be joined by Dan Reed to talk about Battle Royale 2. The, the more forgotten Battle Yeah, we Royale. did part one last year. Uh, we're also going to be doing our second episode of Poison Profile um talking about the nation of domination as it's uh, to celebrate black history month that's right we were like thinking like what other shows and we just did our first ever profile show talking about the von eric family and the history of them and everything going forward but uh, we're going to be doing a second one and we're going to look at the beginning of the nation of domination to the very end of all them. the way to the rock stealing cody's place at wrestlemania <laughs> yeah exactly that's where we're doing yeah. Um, and then finally, we do have a poll up on the Facebook group. Uh, we wanted to look at a classic pay-per-view featuring an Elimination Chamber match or two. Um, and so you've got five to pick from there. Currently, uh, it's very close between SummerSlam 2003, 
which is the second chamber match, right? Okay, That's the one with Goldberg and Triple H, Kevin Nash. Um, <laughs> Don't pick that one. And one which I know you're very fond of, No Way Out 2009. Okay, is that Jeff Hardy Edge? No, that's uh, that's can't uh, remember. Edge in two. That's right. Chamber matches. That's right. Yes. Okay, so you guys got to get voting on this, and uh, whatever one gets picked, we will review the pay per view in full this month. I can tell you, the next month after that, we're gearing up for Philly, so we're going to be looking at Takeover Philly, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. Gargano versus Almas. But also, I'll give you a little heads up: we will be looking at Rocky in March. Yep. For Philly and possibly a retro ECW show as well. And so. WrestleMania 15, I believe, was Philly oh, as well. Can't give it all away, yeah. but why, we just why did. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Subscribe so, for multiple months. Exactly. Yeah. It's five bucks to become a friend over at our Patreon, and it keeps the lights on, literally. So give us a shot if you haven't already. Five bucks a month to access all the shows in that back catalog. We do a show called Was Next as well. We recently talked about NXT Arrival, the first ever network special. And we just did a show covering the NXT just after that as well. The debut of the Rosebuds, mm-hmm. including Braun Strowman, Becky Lynch. And don't say Simon Gotts. Don't, why would you? Your algorithm. <laughs> it's listening to you. Don't go on YouTube. For the next six days. All right. Uh, well, there you go. Patreon.com slash Poison Five bucks to become a friend. Go check it out and get all the shows. We have so many coming out. Multiple shows per week in the next little while. So support your boys. Support the BDE. Thank you, everyone, in the chat here. Everyone in the crowd. We had a lot of people in the YouTube Busy chat here tonight. tonight. Yeah. So really, really do appreciate everyone. Uh, we'll be back over on Tuesday, like I said. But search Poison Rana in your Facebook or, sorry, in your Facebook, fuck it, your Twitter, your Instagram, your podcast app. Search Poison Rana. Subscribe to all the other shows. We have tons of free shows. We got Detox with myself with Jordan Goodman. We got What Up Doe with Sino and B Detroit. We got Eagles Don't Hunt Flies. Uh, probably a new oh, one coming out. Two coming out next week with uh, Dean Ambrose. No, sorry. We had Dean Ambrose, CM Punk. Now it's time for John Moxley, CM Punk. And- right. They said it's a pretty big one dropping next week. Fragile ego. Yeah. Fragile mind. Fragile body. Uh, So lots and lots of shows at Poison Pod, Twitter, Instagram for all the stuff that we do. Join us on Instagram for all the fun memes that I post in the stories. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you uh, supporting us and we'll be back. So shout out all the postmarks out there, all the NXT friends. We really, really love you. I myself, Brain Harrington. You can find me Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. That's it, that's all. Take care, goodbye, be safe, and hashtag we want Cody. Ahoy! At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.